You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. Every year, the Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame receives a new crop of potential inductees. And on our new Count Out Patreon series titled The Ballot, it's our job to discuss whether or not these newbies should become Hall of Fame wrestlers. Hello, my name is Ryan19. Every month, a guest and I will analyze the regional careers of newly balloted wrestlers for the Observer Hall of Fame. Are they day one votes? Do they belong at all? Find out on the ballot every month on patreon.com forward slash countoutpod. Again, check out the ballot on patreon.com forward slash countoutpod. We hope to see you there. Everybody and welcome back to another episode of Ring Post Radio. I am your host, the voice of the tasteless Ryan Nightsy, and with me, as always, is Ultimo Scotty Edwards. Scotty, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm happy you caught on. Uh, shout out to Stuka Jr. and Ultimo Guerrero. Um, I'm just gonna give a warning now. Uh oh. <laughs> oh no. This is probably going to have my most critiques and complaints. Of any Rig Post Radio episode ever. So I'm just letting the world know now. Okay. Because it's not going to be all shiny rainbows this week like I wanted it to be. I'm I'm both fascinated and terrified because I don't know your takes. And I, I feel like I, I understand where you're coming from because I also feel like I'm coming in with like very specific thoughts. Like we're we have a loaded show today. We are reviewing like a billion shows and previewing like a billion shows. And at the same time, like there's you know, we only have like really really quote unquote two hours uh for Ring Post Radio. But it's like I, I was thinking about it before we started. It was like there's some things where I'll I wanna go match by match, and there's other stuff that's just more of like we just sort of talk generally, like because a lot of I, I this weekend of wrestling was, I think, a fascinating look to see of like the state of pro wrestling right now in a weird way. I don't know if you agree with this, Scotty, but like we saw New Japan, TNA, WWE. Um, uh, you know, we saw obviously AEW television. We saw Rev Pro this past weekend. Uh, you know, all Japan that like ah. Uh. Not everyone. We saw the state of Japan, the state of Europe, the state of America, and all its various. We saw like every major men's promotion, Mm -hmm. or like every major promotion essentially, um, in a big show setting. Yeah, yeah. And somehow, outside of AEW. And obviously, like, Stardom didn't run a show. But, like, we got a taste of everything. And I think that's makes this a very interesting show. And I also don't think... I was telling Jesse about this because Jesse was uh, out of the house for the weekend and came back. And I was telling her when she when I picked her up for the airport that uh, this idea of, like... She was like, oh, what'd you do? I was like, I watched a lot of wrestling. She's like, how was it? I was like, I don't know. Mostly fine? <laughs> yeah. It wasn't great. <laughs> I, I think I gave one four plus star match this entire like 30, 40 something odd matches I watched. I know I did. <laughs> That's uh, it. Uh, 
it's going to be a lot of like discussion, I think, today. So I think today's going to be a really good episode. Uh, obviously, we're talking about TNA No Surrender, New Japan New Beginning of Sapporo Night 1 and Night 2, WWE Elimination Chamber in Perth, the All Japan Show. I don't know if you watched the All Japan Show this morning. I did I not. Did not. Um, so we'll just talk about the 220 and the 221, I think it was. Um, we're going to talk about Rev Pro High Stakes. We weren't going to put it on the board, but guess what? They had a great match in there. Uh, uh, so we got to talk about that. Uh, we're going to preview AEW Revolution for next week. We're going we're gonna to preview a, a bet that I lost. And we're going to talk about yeah. the Observer Awards came out this week as well. So we'll talk about the Category A. We should probably close with AEW or like put that towards the end at least because it's going to get through everything else. End of time. That's fair. That's yeah. fair. Uh, well, then, um, I mean, let's talk about the Observer Awards because that's sort of more of like a last year thing. So I think that'd be a good way to sort of start before we get we go from last year to this weekend uh and i guess everything else around that what do you what do you say scotty i say you're the host you lead the way fair enough okay so we're all going to talk about the category category a's here just because uh time as well um but we'll talk about that uh so category a awards the luthez rick flair award this is the wrestler of the year not necessarily in ring but overall uh top 10 uh, are uh, tied at number 10, John Moxley, Tam Nakano, number nine, Kento Miyahara, number eight, Mizuchika Okada, number seven, Seth Rollins, number six, Mystico, five, Brian Danielson, four, Roman Reigns, three, MJF, two, Cody Rhodes, and number one, the winner of the Luthez Ric Flair Award, Will Ospreay, uh, getting 302 first place votes uh, and overall 1,800 uh, points, I guess would be the word. Three and four uh, is crazy to me, but okay. Uh, wait, who at who at what? MJF and Roman. Like I understand, like their roles last year. Roman, especially, we had this conversation when we were talking. Yeah, about Roman, especially. Like Roman barely wrestled, but like I get, I get when he was around, he was important. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a there's a conversation to be had that like. MJF kind of almost nearly sunk his company. <laughs> it got it, it, it. He definitely. I wouldn't say sunk it. He definitely lowered the bar quite. It got pretty bad. <laughs> got pretty like, we bad. Were, like, breaking glass in cl- in case AEW bad, and now like <laughs> now like look where AEW is now. It got really bad. Yeah, the uh, freak is anymore. Yeah, the freakazoids, aka me, the the freakazoid thermostat over here was all like, I don't know, guys, <laughs> I don't know about this one. It might be over. <laughs> uh, Brian Danielson got number five. I would have liked him to be higher, personally. Yeah, we talked about this before, where I He's thought Brian Danielson had outstanding year. Maybe when I, um, I did vote, and I know you did as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I w- I wish I had my ballot up, but I think he was at least number two or three for me. Yeah, he was up there for me as well. I liked Mystico also being up here. I thought that yeah. was a really good spot there for Mystico. Yeah. You, you think it's just a gimmick. No, no. The the Lucha King. The Lucha King <clears throat> runs Supreme and as he should be. Well, because this is taking into account like tickets and draw not just matches. And obviously like Mystico is the king of that. Which he was one of my votes. Perfect. Perfect. Oh, oh, perfect. We got it up. You got it up. Um, 
Yeah, so that's Luthes, Ric Flair. I don't really have any other thoughts beyond that. Okada was down. Uh, that's fine. I'm okay with Okada being number eight. Um, Tam Nakano being good laugh out of Tam and John Moxley being tied. Just the uh, just the wording of that made me laugh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, honorable mentions as well: Orange Cassidy, Kenny Omega, and CM Punk were the uh... Orange Cassidy, CM Punk, Kenny Omega. <laughs> Kenny Omega had some good work, but like he, he had good work. That's that. what the other awards for. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Kenny Omega is higher in the other awards. Uh, mixed martial arts most valuable. Who cares? Care most outstanding wrestler. Uh, number ten, Mike Bailey. Number nine, Orange Cassidy. Number eight, oh. uh, Number seven, Kazushiko Okada. Number six, Gunther. Uh, the highest WWE guy here. Uh, number five, Kento Miyahara. Number four, Zack Sabre Jr. Number three, Kenny Omega. Number two, Brian Danielson. Number one, Will Ospreay. I mean, obviously, again, this is Will Ospreay's uh, third time winning the Most Outstanding Wrestler Award, getting it in 2019, 2022. Uh, and I believe, if I recall correctly, um, this is not his first. I, I, let me double check. I think this is not his first Luthez Ric Flair award. It might be his first, but I'll double check. It that is his one. first. Okay. Um, let me pull up the history. I should probably have that as well. Um, but yeah, uh, any thoughts on the on the most outstanding award, uh, most outstanding wrestler award? I don't think highest WWE is Gunther. Highest TNA is Mike Bailey. Uh, Will Ospreay up there. Highest AEW is Brian Danielson of Kenny Omega right behind. Kenta Miyahara out of Japan. Mike Bailey. Can't Kento Miyahara, honestly, higher than Okada is also, I think, is kind of interesting. Kento is one of my votes. So, again, hit the Mystico pose. I don't think we have, do we have a music stinger for Mystico? No, we don't. We, we, we will. Don't worry. We will. We will. Um, but, no, this this all makes sense to me again. I, th- I, um, I thought it should have been down to Osprey and Danielson. I expected it to be there, so... Mm-hmm. It makes all the sense that it ended up being that. Yeah, I yeah, the, Osprey is like such a easy, obvious answer for that to be. Brian Danielson, we talked about a lot when we talked about this sort of like preview of these awards of this idea of like Danielson had such like a weirdly great underrated year despite being like super injured the entire time. Um, yeah. So it, totally worth it. Uh, I like I like Kenta Miyahara being up here. I like Shingo also being on the list. Uh, honorable mentions: John Moxley, MJF, Seth Rollins, Eddie Kingston. It's fun seeing MJF being like uh, up at most outstanding wrestler in ring. He had a pretty decent year, I gotta say. You know yeah. that was he, he, for the most part a pretty decent year. Uh, it's just everything else surrounding that. I I, I don't agree. <laughs> I don't agree with the year. Yeah. Um, most outstanding fighter. Who cares? Tag team of the year. Uh, tag team of the year number 10, the acclaimed number nine, June Ray Saito, the Saito brothers, number eight, the Usos, number seven, Catch 2 2, number six, Aussie Open, number five, the Young Bucks, number four, what? Austin... What's that? Did they wrestle last year? <laughs> uh, they took I a lot of the year off, feels like they they wrestled FTR at, at All In, which was a letdown. Which was a letdown. They wrestled Blood and Guts, but you know, in a multi-man sort of thing. Um, what else? What else? What else? I can't remember. You've a proven single my point. Match. 
Uh, they got number five. Uh, number four, the astronauts, Takuya, Takuya Nomura and Fuminori Abe. Number three, uh, Hiroki Goto and Yoshihashi. Number two, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Number one, FTR. Disagree with FTR winning this year. Uh, I don't really think FTR had a great year last year. I guess I can see the argument of FTR having the being the best AEW tag team, but I, I don't necessarily think the tag team division AEW right now is too too hot. Uh, Owens and Zayn makes sense, but I, but they weren't around. The, Owens and Zayn is mostly also from the the end of 2022, kind of more Riso really. They uh, weren't together until the beginning of 2023. Yeah, um, but, but they weren't. But they didn't last until the end of the year. But but they probably had more matches, truthfully, than like the Young Bucks. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. balanced That's... balancing act here. Oh, I, can I look that up? <laughs> can I look up that info? Tag team uh, wrestling, as we talked about per, uh, privately this week, mm-hmm. not in a good spot. No, it doesn't. It doesn't feel like it is, right? It, there, no, uh, it, there was a quote from Alex Shelley that talked about this that we sort of talked about privately about this idea of. Tag team wrestling right now not being a good spot. And you talk about how a lot of the, the top tag team teams right now are all like 40 plus guys. Um, where like, and he's like, who we're not really helping the next generation, or there is new. He's like, back back 20 years ago, it was, you know, young bucks, motor city machine guns, guys that are still around and still doing the thing. But then there's who would who are the young tag teams right now? We sort of talked about this of like. You know, if you look at AEW, even it's like, you know, last year, I don't think it was that great. And this year it's, I don't know. I'm not sure about the a tag team division right now. Um, I'm not, I'm not a huge, I'm not completely jazzed uh, by it. Who do you think is the best tag team in the world right now? Right now? At this very moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I would. There's not a lot of like tag team matches. I feel like have really been happened this year so far. No, tag team wrestling has mostly been poor this year. Um, I can't even think of like a standout tag team match so this this year so far. Um, I don't know. FTR has been f- fun, but they've also been mixing up with Daniel Garcia, so there's like that aspect. You know, like I enjoyed the ste- yeah. the the steel cage elimination match with uh, House of Black. Um, what they're doing with BCC right now interests me as well. But I'm not, they're not over the moon great as a tag team specifically. Like the best match to me right now is the steel cage match, which is a, a six man. Um, so it, pure tag team wrestling, it's not completely there for me. Other than that, as I I'm said to you, list. When I watch tag team wrestling now, I am more often than not left saying I miss the Briscoes. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't watched it yet. I think. Did I watch it? I don't think. I don't recall if I watched it. That tag team match from Stardom last week. Uh, uh, that was real. Yeah. That was real. I know that. I know that was great. I haven't gotten a chance to watch, catch up and watch that yet, but I've heard that was great. But, but a one off tag team match is not really tag team of the year worthy. Right. Uh, respect wing gory, bud. <laughs> Uh, a little, little more respect on that. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, but but my point is, is that there was no immediate answer, right? Yeah. Like there's no instant answer that's appropriate for this question. And I think that 
kind of defines the the state of tag team wrestling right now. And hopefully, you know, there's teams that can find themselves in the mix by the end of the year. Listen, the good news for like an AEW, even though there it hasn't been like all positive and rainbows, is that private party is getting back to their thing top flights getting back to their thing like you're looking at all these young tag teams that have to start piecing it together right and Mm -hmm. that's kind of where i'm at with those two as like hopefully by the end of the year one of them is really standing out i just realized i don't have a light on so i'll be right back um you mentioned scotty mentioned the young bucks versus the owens and zane team owens and zane I don't have any tag team specific matches, but when they teamed together in matches, uh, they had 21. And for the same qualifications, the Young Bucks had 23. Uh, So the Young Bucks uh, just a little bit more. uh, Sorry, not 23, 26. So they wrestled just a little bit more. I don't know how many of these are straight tag team matches per se. I feel like the Young Bucks had just had a lot more trio stuff, I feel like, but... Um, you know, that's because they have the AW World Trios title. I think, I think, uh, I think, uh, if I recall correctly, I feel like I put the Elite potentially as a tag team of the year contender. Uh, I definitely voted as like tag team of the year. I, and I like that they got the, um, uh, an honorable mention. Some honorable mentions were Kento Miyahara, Yuma Aoagi, Natsupoi, and Sayori Anu, Jay White, and Juice Robinson. I put, I remember voting on these guys, Okada, Tanahashi, and Ishii as a tag team of mm. the year contender. Uh, yeah. Priest and Balor, and uh, obviously Adam Cole and MJF. Uh, and again, as we talked about at length, last year was more about trios wrestling than tag team. Yeah, uh, you were you stepped away, but this idea of uh, the Young Bucks did a lot more trios wrestling last year, but they had more yeah. matches that they were in teaming together than Owens and Zayn. Um, sure. But a lot of them were trios as well. I mean, Owens and Zayn also had some trios and multi-man matches, of, of course. But, um, but yeah. That's that's what it is. Uh, I like seeing the Saito brothers up here. That's always fun to see. Catch two two, getting some respect. I like to see that too. Um, and yeah, the honorable mention of Okada Tanahashi and Ishii. I talked about this last year. Is that they potentially were the best trios team, or in my opinion, I think they were the best trios team of 2023. Yeah, I'd have to agree. Best on interviews number ten, Don Callis. Number nine, LA Knight. Number God. eight, Punk. Why is Don Callis voted? Well, it's he's a little it's promos, right? It's he's promos. promos. Uh, is he? Oh, yeah. You're not going to like this. He the, he's cut the same promo for like se- seven months now. Yeah, you can question the uh, Don Callis is better than when I get to the audible mentions. But number eight, CM Punk. Number seven, Will Ospreay. Number six, Brian Danielson. Number five, Cody Rhodes. <clears throat> number four, John Moxley. Number three, Christian Cage. Number two, MJF. Number one, Eddie Kingston. I really enjoy seeing got- Eddie Kingston here. Eddie was my number one pick. Eddie opinion. Kingston previously won this in 2020, and then MJF won it 2021, 2022. Eddie Kingston winning it again here today. Was MJF on this list? Sorry. Yes, he was number two. Uh, uh, it was very close. Eddie Kingston got 1483 was his point total. MJF 1441. It was a four-point wow. difference. But Eddie Kingston had way more first-place votes at 199 versus MJF's 140 good so uh that is still very close despite that so i I guess to me that means that mjf was probably on more ballots as like a second and third place vote um but eddie kingston just had so many first place votes that it really helped him out here 
Yep, for sure. Um, this list also makes sense to me. You don't like Don Callis. Is he better than these honorable mentions? Samoa Joe. No. Sammy God, <laughs> that's the one. <laughs> Don Callis beats Samoa Joe. I would argue. Eight points. I would argue. Like, if Samojo had a complete year of being on TV, he would easily be number one. And I think that's part of it. I think that's but, certainly part but of it. But Don, no, he had enough, you know? Like, ah! <laughs> he, uh, because, because you can only vote top three, which means multiple people put Don Callis in their top three. Uh, at least 14 people put them at number one. <laughs> Scotty in anger has attacked his microphone. Come on, man. What the <laughs> frick? Uh, is Don Callis better than Samoa Joe? Is he better than Sami Zayn? Is he better than Zack Sabre Jr., Jay White, Paul Heyman, and Ricky Starks? No. <laughs> the answer is no. <laughs> <laughs> I would argue all of those people are better than him on the mic. Yeah. I mean, he had this is the year he turns heel. Wait, wait, did you say Zach? Yes, Zack Saber Jr. was uh is Samoa Joe, Sami Zayn, Zack Saber Jr. of 90 points, Jay White 77, Paul Heyman 65, Ricky Stark 63. Uh yeah, yeah I can't I don't recall a single promo from Zack Saber Jr. <laughs> no, I don't either. That's why I was in such shock. It's a tough part about New Japan is that all the promos, you know, they're all the backstage comments. So it's just a, a talk about like how how good their backstage comments are, basically. Yeah. Which is fine. I mean, he always has fun ones. Promotion of the year. Uh, I like to point out that uh, these are all a diverse pool of voters. <laughs> so does this track with what I've previously been saying of the winners? No. Promotion of the year. WWE um, was number one. Uh, I know I'm doing now. I've been doing reverse order. And now I'm doing proper order. Uh, WWE was number one. 406 first play votes. Uh, AEW number two. New Japan three. Four CMLL. Five UFC, six All Japan, seven Stardom, eight Impact, nine Dragon Gate. WB, uh, far and away, the favorite promotion of the year. Thoughts on that one? I think that's the the big shocker. Uh, I saw a stat that said, uh, you'll like this stat possibly. Uh, WWE, uh, this is the first time winning the promotion of the year category since the year 2000, where they were still named World Wrestling Federation. So this is officially the first year where WWE has won promotion of the year under the name World Wrestling Entertainment. That's incredible. That's an insane stat. 23 years. But it for me, it's hard to argue them last year. Because like when they were doing their thing, we were all sitting here complaining that AEW is not AEW anymore. Mm-hmm. So like they couldn't win. You know, it was a bad year for them. Like, out of AEW's history, I'd I'd put last year towards the bottom, certainly, um, comfortably, and I think that's okay. Like, I just, you know, obviously, like recent news and recent happenings, you wouldn't want to vote for WWE now, but them winning for twenty twenty three makes plenty of sense, and it's probably the right choice. And I think part of that, kind of what you're alluding to, is this idea of. Because like AEW was down, because like New Japan was down, um, like there was an opening for yeah. WWE to slide through finally. Yep. Um, because so many people that are like AEW diehards are like, well, I'm not putting promote, you know, AEW as number one. I'm not gonna put New yeah. Japan as number one. Right. 
um, which created this opening for WWE to slip through the cracks. It'd be like, well, they had a great year. They had ginormous ticket sales and yada, yada, yada. Um, and even then, I would say, like, personally, I don't think the in-ring was totally, totally great compared to other companies. They certainly made a lot of money. But it was also a very, like, you know. Their in-ring is better. Certainly better. Uh, but it was also a very, like, tumultuous year for WWE as well because this was the year with, you know, Vince McMahon in and out of the company figuring out the creative and whatever was happening with that. Uh, the creative sliding back between Vince McMahon and Triple H. Uh, Paul Levesque. Uh, so uh, there's a lot of tumultuous stuff happening behind the scenes, obviously, as well with WWE. And they were still yeah. able to get a promotion of the year here. Um, so I guess good on them. Um, I like seeing CMLL being fourth is always nice. All Japan, Stardom, Impact, and Dragon Gate all down ballot. Um, that's all fine. I think I'm fine with that order as well. Stardom, Stardom, say it again. That CMLL should have been higher. At number four, higher than New Japan? Yeah, I agree. I had CMLL. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I thought they did great. Like, they had a great year. Um, I'm happy they had that recognition, at least. Like, that's still top five. And that's, in many ways, like, to who they lost to is expected. And I think that's pretty good. That makes sense. And I think, I think what part of it is, is that, like, in a weird way, like, because these are observer voters obviously voting on these categories observer readers i should say voting on these categories um and the 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 readership of the observer follows both obviously american wrestling and also uh jet like easily number two is japanese wrestling right um or more specifically new japan and then like it feels like culturally in terms of diehard wrestling fans, like Mexico is like there, but also like, it's very easy for Mexico to go by the wayside for a lot of people like CMLL, how much like, how, like, let's be like, this is, this is my point. I'm going to praise Lucha blog. How much of CMLL are we talking about week to week discussing if like Lucha blog wasn't putting in the work and uploading this google drive where you can watch all this stuff and doing all these things like how much you know because cmll doesn't have you know american television in a way that new japan does you know cmll doesn't have even the easiest navigatable way to watch their product if you live in america uh whereas new japan obviously has way easier even all japan has easier um you know, CMLL, like Mexico, and that's just CMLL we're talking about. AAA is a whole nother beast. Uh, yeah, of a bad Canada. one. A, a, bad, a bad beast, if you will. Uh, so it's just like Mexico is like a very thing, a very hard thing to cover. And like in a weird way, I kind of praise Lucha Blog because it is like how hard it is to cover modern Mexico right now if it isn't through that guy. Uh, yeah. So I, weird praise. I turned into the weird praise for him. Uh, best weekly TV show. Number 10, We Are Stardom. Number 9, Impact Wrestling. Number 8, New Japan on Axis. Number 7, Rampage. 6, Raw. 5, NXT. Four, uh, eat your heart out, Triple H. Uh, number 4, CMLL, Super Viernes. Uh, number 3, SmackDown. Number 2, Collision. Number 1, Dynamite. I wish I thought of uh, Super Viernes as a TV show. I didn't in my brain because I would have mm-hmm. easily voted for that. Uh, Collision got my top vote. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Collision. Collision. This is the the quote unquote CM Punk Collision years. Uh, twenty. Like I really enjoying twenty twenty four Collision. Years? 
What's that? How many months did that actually last for, though? Three? No, no, three, four months. Yeah. But it was near the end of the year. That's what I mean. Is a collision didn't yeah. happen until when did it? When did it? Uh, summer, March. I think. Summer. So it only had like a la- latter half of the year for sure. Um, and then it had a little bit of like figuring out what is happening. I think Collision figured itself out in the latter half of the year. I think the um, uh, Continental Classic helped out a lot. Uh, and I think in the new year, Collision's been a great television show as well. Uh, I haven't watched the last night. Uh, show yet but i've heard great things about it uh, i also agree super vienness i don't recall if i remember that voting on that but that is a great shout out to put super vienness on here uh wb in order smackdown nxt and raw i love raw still never be able to get up here on the list <laughs> despite <laughs> despite everything um dynamite of course has this is their has wanted every year in existence for dynamite so uh uh, good to them. Um, Pro Wrestling Match of the Year, number 10, Gunther, Sheamus, Drew McIntyre, WrestleMania. The Queen's Quest versus Oedo Tai Steel Cage Match, number 8, Osprey versus Naito. Number 7, Nakajima versus Miyahara uh, at One Night Dream. Number 6, Danielson versus Zack Sabre Jr. Uh, number 5, FTR versus White and Robinson, speaking of collision. Uh, number 4, Swerve Strickland versus Adam Page. Number three, MJF versus Danielson, the revolution. Number two, Omega Osprey uh, at Forbidden Door. Number one, Omega Osprey at Wrestle Kingdom. FTR versus Jay White and Juice got four. Uh, five. Oh, that doesn't They got five first place votes, and they had one more point than Danielson, Zack Sabre Jr. I did not have that match anywhere near match of the year contender. I don't think it was in I, my top 10. I remember liking it, but I do not remember having it anywhere close to my top 10. Um, I'm happy the better Kenny and Will Ospreay match won. The Wrestle Kingdom one? Yes. Mm-hmm. I've firmly believed that is the better one, and I will continue to believe that is the better one. I will not be denied, and I was not denied. I win! You know who ruined the second one? Don Callis. <laughs> Number 10 in, in best interviews? Don Callis? Um, uh, but, 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 uh, and that was our last category A. Uh, other note here was Will Ospreay. This was his third uh, match of the year award, and this was Kenny Omega's one, two, three, fourth match of the year uh, award here. Um, there's a bunch Pretty of all, also category B awards. Cody Rhodes won, Osprey won, Mystico won, Osprey won Europe, uh, Vikingo won non heavyweight, Rhea Ripley won women's, um, box office draw, no one votes, who cares? Feud of the year, Owens and Zayn versus the Bloodline, uh, most improved, Julia Hart, Charismatic, MJF, technical award. Hey, guess what? Brian Danielson won it, Bruiser award, uh, Moxley won it again. Uh, Vikingo won high flyer, overrated, overpushed, I should say. Sonata, underrated, underpushed. Chad Gable, rookie of the year. Yuma Anzai, best non wrestler. Uh, oh, Don I voted for overpushed. Best, uh, best non wrestler, Don Callis. Continue. <laughs> you know who I voted for overpushed? Who was that? MJF. I agree. <laughs> he was up there too. Uh, I don't have it. I just I just clicked off, but he was up there as well. MJF ruined my my viewing of uh, of uh, AEW way more than Sonata ruined my viewing of New Japan. I I think that's fair. I think that wasn't fair. even close, actually, in that respect. 
some of the worst some of the worst awards like worst television announcer went to booker t uh worst major can you dig that sucker <laughs> worst uh pay-per-view uh crown jewel wb wins it every year straight since 2016 uh worst television show was nwa power broke the streak of monday night raw that's a big day for you i, I know you're a big fan of that show uh, we'll get to them. <laughs> we'll get to them. Worst match: Bray Wyatt versus L.A. Knight. I believe this is his fifth worst match. Um, this is the That's Mountain Dew Pitch bro. Black match. That's so nasty. Yeah. Um, uh, worst feud of the year: MJF versus the Devil. Um, worst promotion of the year: NWA. Also broke broke a streak for WWE. Um, they're like rock and roll, you know. They're they're like rock and roll. You got to understand. I'm pretty uh, confident what's gonna get worst match this year. Uh, worst <laughs> that's plausible. Uh, worst gimmick, the devil. Um, and I think that's all the worst awards there. So that's the Observer Awards, folks. Um, I don't know. I think it's fine. A lot of people are upset online about various things, but most of the upset people are like, no, people are upset. That's crazy. I think a lot of there's there's people who are generally upset about different specific awards, and then there's another faction of people upset, being like, "Oh, why did Dave choose this guy?" Or, oh, that's uh, that's, that's or idea. like, "Yeah, why? How did WWE get best promotion of the year and they have worst yada yada yadas over and over again?" It's like because there's different voters. Dave is, if anything, Dave is one vote, <laughs> you know, uh, one yeah, ballot one versus vote. I don't know. And Alvarez tweeted out basically it was like thirty thousand potential ballot ballots. Uh, yeah, it's uh that's what it is, folks. Um, let's move on to New Japan New Beginning in Sapporo. Let's start with New Japan New Beginning Sapporo. Uh, they had a wow. weekend of shows here, obviously in Sapporo. Um, shocking. Uh, the first night thirty two hundred in the Hokkaido Prefectural Sports Center. Second night. 5,300 with that world title on top. Um, how do you want to start this? We gotta, I don't really want to go match by match per se. I think there's more of like general ideas with what's happening. Um, so where do you want to kind of start this this conversation of New Beginning and Sapporo and New Japan in general? Well, we'll start with day one. Um, oh, I have many let's, thoughts about day let, one. Let's start oh. with... There's so many three title changes on day one. Yeah, yeah. We're can I, I wish we had the most wanted music. Da-na-na. What's the lady at the beginning of the most wanted mission? What is she saying? I'm not this making is- that noise. <laughs> I'm not doing that. I don't want no, that. No, 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 no. You're not saving that sound bite. No, 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 no. We yeah, we are now. But <laughs> anytime we talk about Nick Nemeth, yeah, we know, we're going to have that now. Thank you oh, my God. Me. Is that Nick Nemeth? <laughs> Holy bleeping hell. Is that Nick Nemeth? <laughs> uh, but, yeah, three title changes. Nick Nemeth wins the IWGP Global Heavyweight title. Yeah. Matt Riddle defeats Tanahashi to win the New Japan World TV title. And then Show defeats El Desperado. Uh, to win the IWGP Junior Heavyweight title, avoiding doing the now defunct Strong Style. Capital O O F. Oof. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> yeah, the show more like oof. Am I right? Am I right, folks? Can I get a oof? <laughs> Can I get a oof? This show, man. 
Listen, I had all the confidence that a 10 minute Mayu and Mina match would be better than most of the show. And they got 12. And then I watched, and then I watched the rest of the show. And I said, Oh wow, it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't close. It they they didn't they didn't even have competition on this show. This show's bad. Like this show was bad. Like it wasn't great. Bad. Like bad. <laughs> <laughs> guys, folks, I think Scotty thinks it's bad. <laughs> guys, guys, this was this show. Oh my god. Like, listen, I don't think the world is falling like everyone else does with New Japan. Like, I just think this is the period that we're in. Like, it's it's gonna be there's gonna be hits, there's gonna be misses, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that's okay. Like, I think that's part of growing. But my god, this show did not help me. Can you shut up, dog? My show did not help me. I'm trying to prove a point here. God, it's the, it's the war dogs over there. God, thank God it wasn't. But David Finley couldn't be more finished. This dude stinks. Capital S stinks. I watched the raw main eventer wrestle circles around this guy. He get Nick Nimeth got bumped his ass off for this guy, and it didn't work. It just didn't work. The best part of this match was when Nick Nemeth won. He hit that one-on-one and then the danger zone, and it was over. Yeah. One-on-ones being the super kick, I think it's a very funny name that Walker Stewart said. He said it's because he takes them to school, and I said, that's very funny. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Nick. Never change. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I agree. I'm handling my dog. Give me one second. You know worries. I agree with the idea of of David Finley. I, I've never been on the David Finley train, folks. You know this. Longtime listeners know this. Never been on the David Finley train. Uh, I've uh, he literally changed his style in what was it, the Cup last year, um, and it was just like from the get go, I was like, I don't like this guy. This guy is Jay White Light, um, Jay Light, if you will. Uh, and he has only become more Jay White Light since then, and. Yeah. And, you know, like, this match wasn't good. There were parts in it where I didn't quite enjoy Nick Nemeth's performance, but I understand what he was trying to do. And I think by the end he was able to get the crown in, I would be more interested to see his next singles match defense in Japan. Yeah, I want to see him wrestle someone good. Yeah, I like, I would have loved, if this match was, like, in the Corican Hall, I think his, his performance would have gotten across mm. better. Yeah. Um, and so also had an awful crowd. It, it, in well, also in their defense, as I was gonna say, like Corrigan Hall would have been maybe a better match, but also this is the fourth match in a series of of really poor matches. So I don't yeah. blame the crowd if they're yes. if they're not interested. Uh, but uh, yeah, David Finley, Jay White Light, uh, just continues, and now you have this idea of, you know, we talked about a little bit with like a New Japan Cup idea. We'll probably talk about it more next week. Does he go on and? Get far in the New Japan Cup. Is he going to turn things around in there? I don't know. It, it is. I, I've never been on the train of David Finley, and I've. I've They're still not, not going to stop the push, but they should. <laughs> like, I don't care if you don't have any other options right now. Mm-hmm. He's not it. He's not it. He could be a fine mid Carter that challenges for like the Never and things like that. But he is not a world title contender, and he's never going to be. He's not going to get better. This mm-hmm. is it. This is it. And, ah, uh, oh, man, it's it's worrying. 
It's worrying. Yeah. I'm just happy Nick Nemeth is champion. I'm not gonna lie to you. Like he had so much fun. I watched the tag match on the second night, and Amazing. I was like with Taguchi, and I was like, "This is great!" Like I'm having a great time watching these two. And I, uh, I also like his performance, his wrestling in there. He went like more yeah. amateur wrestling style, which is he did, which I think is gonna benefit him when he wrestles like the Tanahashi's of the world and more. Like for his first. Ma- I want to give I want to give him some credit here. He also had to wrestle David Finley in his first New Japan match. It's not like that's like, you know, he didn't get given Okada <laughs> or something like that. No, no. Uh, so it's not like it was uh, going to be. It was never going to be a home run. Sure. And I like this the most out of the four match stretch. That was awful. Um, but what's that to say about the other three matches? Nothing good. Um, he does the next night. Nick Nemeth challenged Tanahashi. Tanahashi accepts. Um, I am going to get an impact to... spoiler. I, I do know the impact spoiler. Uh, yeah, uh, we're he, is also he is also challenged by Steve Macklin. Uh, and they do a sacrifice. It's the title that goes places or whatever. Remember? Yes. The title that goes places. The title um, that goes through the world, not the world title where the world comes to the belt or something, something, something. Uh, I don't know when the Tanahashi match is yet. Could be New Japan Cup finals night. Uh, but also, could, like, when's it? Like, can they do the anniversary? No. Oh, uh, they could. Uh, you know, that's up to Nick Nemeth's schedule, probably. Uh, Tanahashi is probably available. So, well, Tanahashi is also injured. That's also part of it. He gets injured in his match with Matt Riddle. Uh, uh, sacrifice is the eighth. When's the correct. anniversary? The sixth. Yes, I'm so probably not happening. He could if he really tried, but I wouldn't. I don't expect it. I'm more expecting New Japan Cup Finals, or I really expecting Windy City Riot for the Tanahashi match. I really hope it's before that. Yeah, me too. Uh, other title changes were Matt Riddle defeating Tanahashi and Show defeating Desperado. The Show Desperado match sucked. Uh, the real Tanahashi match. It's a thing of like. Riddle can still like wrestle, but like I don't have any interest in Riddle right now. And seeing him beat Tanahashi, who ends up getting injured, is just like no. Show Desperado was so bad, like one of the worst matches of the year, comfortably. Um, it it can't even be like oh, it's just House of Torture stuff. Like Despy didn't even have a good night. Like no. it was a bad night for him. Um, and I don't blame him. The finish no. was a countout. Yeah. <laughs> He lost the yeah. title on a countout. Like it, like yeah. that is a. It it feels like a burial of El Desperado in terms of the booking. That's what it. Felt oh, like. I don't feel. I don't feel that way. It felt more like uh, we don't want Show to get a pinfall, um, which is not good for a new champion, in my opinion. As mm-hmm. I've seen this in Stardom a year ago with a countout title win, it just doesn't work. Um, and the worst part is that this is the anniversary match. Yes, it, the anniversary match is now Show versus Naito, which then plays up the idea of we might be going to Naito Evil next after Sonata. But who? But what's the actual next thing? New Japan Cup? I don't know, folks. Oh boy, <laughs> I have a sneaking suspicion that Evil oh may be winning the New Japan boy. Cup. Uh, by the way, Matt Riddle sucks. Yeah, uh, Tanahashi is also washed. He. Did his oh, oh, I don't want to hear. No, he is. He is. He, he is He's not, not Tanahashi. There. But listen, I watched Tanahashi and Zack Sabre Jr. have the same length of a match at Wrestle Kingdom, and mm-hmm. it was so much better than this. So That's like, fair. 
I, I will I agree with that. To... But I don't think that's on Tanahashi. I think that's on the dance partner. I think it's on Tanahashi because he has to be able to move. Yes, I guess Tanahashi also can't move some days. To be fair, he also gets injured, hurts his leg during the match. So there's also yeah, Tana's Tana's done. And uh, uh, I also thought Evo versus Shoto Umino uh, sucked. I thought that was boring as all hell. Uh, fully not into that match. Yeah, it was not good. Uh, Mayubitani versus Mina Shirakawa. I thought this was the best match of the five match period. <laughs> I came one three oh, and a quarter on this. Doubt comfortably. <laughs> It's funny because I left the match and I was like, you know, they'd have a great match if Mina could wrestle longer because that's her style, like the way she works a match. And I was like, you know, it's still good. It was still good. It did a good job. Got got a point across. (laughs) I watched the rest of the show. I'm actually re-looking at my match ratings. This was my match of the night. Mina Shirakawa versus Mayu Itani. Oh, yeah, yeah. It wasn't there wasn't much competition, to be fair. Um uh, and Eugene Nagata versus Zack Sabre Jr. Open, uh, I thought was fine. Uh, nothing to. I was very on. underwhelmed, but that's because they got like seven seconds. Yeah, I guess eight minutes. Uh, was I expecting maybe like a Danielson Nagata? Uh, maybe. That's kind of what I was hoping for, but it ended up just being the opener at eight minutes, so it wasn't that. Uh, we'll transition <sighs> as well here, I think, um, f- to the one night one, night two. Uh, Kazuchika Okada tag team matches. Okada, bye bye, man. Um, last Kazu- love. Kazuchika, <laughs> 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 broke my brain. Kazuchika Okada bye bye tour. Uh, Okada for night one pins Callum Newman. Uh, Great Okan kind of scares him down, and Okada kind of just ignores him. Night two, absolutely told that man. <laughs> night two also pins Callum Newman, uh, but has just more fun with. Uh, his chaos teammates here. Um, any thoughts on the whole Okada of it all? Um, I'm going to miss him in New Japan. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think I we talked about this uh, the other day. Yeah. Um, the discourse around Okada leaving. I don't care. It's so ridiculous. Like, who cares? Like, I don't, I don't know, man. Like, Unless you wanted to ruin everything you were building, how are you going to have him put someone over? And even so, like, I watched a certain match on night two, and I was like, nah, he shouldn't be putting these guys over. <laughs> I was like, ah, you know, it's it's not great. I think Okada getting to have fun with his friends on his way out, that was a nice end. Like, I, I didn't have a problem with it when it was all said and done. And, like, the way him and Naito wrapped it up, I thought was actually perfect. So, yeah, I, I, I mentioned I, I texted this to you as well. I was like, I to be completely honest, I do not care about the Okada leaving discourse anymore. It is so beyond the pale of and I think it's now uh, gotten to the point where it's sort of serving other matches detrimentally. And we'll get to that. New, um, New Japan fans, not all of them, but some of them are making me not like New Japan. I think it's probably mostly the uh, English-speaking New Japan face. I have no idea what, however, the Japanese fans think about this. Oh, they're just—they're just—they—they're wishing him the best. Like that, you know. A lot of, from what I've read, like they—they they want him to succeed. It's kind of like um, the best comparisons, like Shohei Otani in baseball. Type oh, thing. So. It's mm-hmm. like we want you to go succeed and show the world like what we bring to the table, type thing. From what I know, and I—and that's why like they're gonna watch him. Yeah, it's Okada, right? Like they're gonna they, watch. Him. 
They get it on the New Japan World. They get Dynamite. <laughs> he'll probably true. pop up. That's very true. That's very uh, true. They'll probably be wa- watched a lot more now. Yeah. I, I And I said that. Basically, what that is is how I feel, is this feeling of like, you know, he is the biggest uh, star in Japan and Japanese wrestling history, if not number one, then number two. Uh, yeah. uh, obviously, Inoki being up in there as well. Um, you know, he is up there and it's just like at this point it's like i'm fully not expecting this guy to put any of these guys over because at the same time am i i'm sitting here thinking who did nakamura put over you know uh right. you can make an argument omega but even then who's who who knows he was gonna get pushed right immediately right then and there anyways i mean they um, had omega's last match be tanahashi uh, a great point. Omega's last match was Tanahashi. Uh, like, I think everyone blaming Okada is that's ridiculous. Blame Gato. Yeah, he's the reason this company is the way well, it is right now. I, well, I I said this to you as well. Is that like I don't really feel comfortable blaming Gato because this is it. You Omega Tanahashi is a great point. This is consistent with how yeah. Gato treats the top stars on. Well, the that's way why out. I say blame him then. Yeah, like, it's, it's like, you know, does. Nakamura, I don't, people say Nakamura like, oh, you put over Omega, and I was like, AJ Styles put over Kenny Omega, let's be honest, uh, in the Bullet Club uh, turn there. Uh, Nakamura ended up leaving on a Road 2 show by winning a multi-man. Um, uh, you know, if Anoki was alive today, is he losing to Shota Umino? Is he losing to Suji? Is he losing to Yuya Yomura, the largest Japanese star? If this if we're comparing Okada to Anoki, is would Anoki do any of this? Of course no. not. If, if Nakamura is not doing it, if Omega is not really doing it either, you know, uh, you know, Osprey is a one of one. You know, basically at this point, and, and I'd I, argue he made the wrong decision. <laughs> I think that's fair, but I think like I don't necessarily blame Gata because there's a consistent trend of this is how he does, and I yeah. think it's just him wanting to respect his top stars on their way out um, mm-hmm. by giving Absolutely. them a win, or if they're losing to an, uh, another top star or something there, it's very rare for Gato to have someone put over the young star like this, this idea of putting over young stars is an American idea, applying it to new Japan when Gato doesn't do this is insane to me. Yeah. Um, I just like to blame Gato for the state of New Japan Pro Wrestling. That's or... different. G- the problem here is Gato hasn't made new stars fast enough. My, the problem is Gato's like he has lost the he's lost his fastball. I think that's agreeable. Um, and that's kind of my state after all these shows. Like I still see people blaming Okada. Like Okada isn't to blame for these shows, guys. Yeah, he's not the problem. There's other. People... Uh, sorry, uh, sorry for interrupting. I saw people like bringing up the idea of uh, Okada must have heat with the office <laughs> of how oh, he's yeah. being uh, because of how he's being treated going out. Oh yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. No, like he left. He no, no. <laughs> Just, stop. Just stop, man. Like I'm, I'm so tired. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm so tired. Like. Oh my god, the past two like I listen, I think New Japan's obviously like not a great place right now. But I also think like this world is ending mentality is ridiculous. Yeah. And and I'll use this to transition to night two. Uh I think it is honestly detrimental to wrestlers, to the other wrestlers in this company. They're getting their it is hurting their matches. And Unless, I'll say this. 
I'll say this. The hair versus hair match was not that good. I, I gave it three. I thought it was solid. That that I might I could be the high man on that. I don't know. Uh, people treated this like the end of the world, too. You're waiting but, for me to absolutely let loose here, aren't you? Well, I, I'm setting this up. I'm setting up the idea of I how I felt about this match going out of it is Yuyamura, very good fundamental wrestler, but beyond that, I'm I've never been excited about Yuyamura. People know this. Yonosuji, I'm super high on, and I didn't think his performance in here that great. But I'm also thinking to myself, watching this match of two months, not even, sorry, not two months ago, one month ago, they had a match at Wrestle Kingdom that everyone said that was a totally fine match. Let me see what I gave that match. Uh, totally fine match. I went, um, I went three and a quarter. I went three on this hair versus hair. Everyone at the time there said that that match was a good foundational match of a rivalry right their next match is this hair versus hair granted it's a big stipulation so i get there's also that but everyone is treating this match like this is do or die for new japan and that if this match isn't a five-star classic then new japan's dead and i'm like what has changed in a month's time for new japan other than Uh, okada's leaving (laughs) that's it that's it and and because okada is leaving yeah this match now has to live up to insane heights that a month ago was mm-hmm. okay just being a three and a quarter star well, match and was a foundational match for 10 years of rivalry and 10 years yeah. of storytelling. Here so, at night two, on, on a, a night two of New Beginning Sapporo, all of a sudden it's like New Japan's ending because they had a three star stinker. What are we talking about here? So I'll, I'll add this because hair versus hair is a very serious concept in japan comparatively to like the u.s mm-hmm. so like that aspect is why i was so bothered by it because there was no like there was no seriousness between these two like they just had a match like if you put this match into the g1 i would be like okay <laughs> you know it's like that was the problem for me like the fundamentals or whatever great who cares like they had a fine match but I felt like leaving this match and feud, they both lost, if that makes sense. Like, yeah, sure, you Yuyamura has a new haircut, but they both lost. And I think that's the bad part. Yeah. I am, I'm in agreement with you. Like, I don't think the world's over for them. I definitely don't think the world's over for them. I don't and think, I think that, giving these guys time anymore. No, no. Everyone's rushing these guys. Like... And, and I understand it. Like, I partly understand it because you lost Osprey and Okada. So it's like you don't have time. Mm-hmm. Um, but as someone that's watching Shota Umino have to lose to Evil all the time, like, listen, he's still, he's at least over. So, like, I accept it. Like, this is just part of the, this is part of the build. They're building yeah. him up as this super baby face by putting him against House of Torture. And it's working. He gets good reactions. And with these guys, they're trying to build them both up at the same time against each other. And I think both of them will benefit greatly from this new Japan cup. Like, I think they're going to have great matches and stuff. I am worried about you. You more though. Me too. Like this guy is this guy. As I said to a friend this weekend, he is closer to Ren Narita than he is to Shoda and Yoda. Completely agree. And that's not a good thing. <laughs> that's no. not a good thing. Because Red Narita isn't going to get better anytime soon because they've stunted his growth. He is, like, he is now opening tag multi-mans. Yeah. yeah. Like, and that's where Yu Yu Amor is heading. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. He has not shown any case of wanting to like change his style. He has not shown any any form of you know what I'm going to grow. Uh, it like I'm watching Shota lap him. I'm watch and you, you know you, people will look at the Yoda match and it's gonna hurt. It's gonna hurt Yoda for until he has another his next standout match. Yeah, he's gonna be fine. Like those two are gonna be fine. But man, they're really like hurting. I I, I do want to say this about New Japan. They've done like everything in their power, in my opinion, to hurt both Suji and Shota Umino in the past couple months. Because <laughs> both of them just keep losing. Yeah. Oh, you, like, Suji, I know Suji has always lost. <laughs> like I know Suji won here, but mm-hmm. like I it didn't feel it didn't feel like a win. You know, like it didn't yeah. feel like a win. I get what you're um, and you know Shota Shota's losing to Evil and. In a match that I thought was worse, by the way. Right. Well, I agree, but like I didn't expect that match to be good. Yeah, that that's also right. fair. So, and, and yeah, and I think that's a big difference, especially too. after the show one. <laughs> and I think that's the big difference too is that I, 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 both of us think the evil Shota Umino match uh, is a worse match, but in a weird way, Shota Umino is sort of guarded by this yeah. sort of New Japan fan backlash yeah, because they're going to cheer for him. They're going to cheer for him, but also, like like you just said, no one was expecting the evil match to be good. No, 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 no. This match had everything it needed to be good. Yeah, here in this hair versus hair, people are expecting the next coming of Anoki and the next coming of Okada in this match. Yeah, yeah. And and that's the problem. And I think, and ultimately, that is where I take is that no one is willing to give these young guys any more time right now. And I get it. Things feel dire. People feel like they need to. But... They they are they want these guys, like I said, to be the next coming of Okada. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. Have have we ever compared any of these guys to Okada? At best, mm-hmm. we're comparing them to Tanahashi, who is still great, once in a century ace, right? But yeah. they're not Okada, they're not Anoki. That's different. That is that is beyond okay. Tanahashi. And that's okay. And that's okay. They don't need to be Okada, you know, like I think, I think you know what this match was for them. It this match for those two was what showed to have with Naito a year ago at this very same tour, mm-hmm. right? The long main event that just does nothing, and it's like, all right, whatever. Yeah, you know, like it's the same thing. They're hurt because it's against each other, and the hair versus hair, the hair versus hair stipulation just ruined them. Yeah, like because you, you guys needed to beat like like destroy each other with an inch of your life, and you guys were like, arm drag, (laughs) arm drag. But that's what I'm saying. Like, but a lot of those arm drags and hemlocks headlocks are from Uemura, who is like great. He's a great fundamentals wrestler. But I also don't think Suji can wrestle 28 minutes or lead a 28 minute match. Like we, you and me have talked about this. He's better in Prince. 20 or less right now yeah unless he fights like the osprey of the world mm-hmm. who right who, unless he can fight like an okada osprey naito who is yeah. can has the experience to lead him to those sort of types of matches he isn't there yet i think he maybe wants to be there i wouldn't be shocked if he, he wants sure to be does but he doesn't have the experience yet and that's just that's that, that what that is his time lord knows you more does not no, I'm, I'm sick and tired of fundamentals wrestler Yuyamura. I was like, uh, great, a I'm fundamentals wrestler to me is a young lion. That is a yeah. fundamentals wrestler. 
Um, I'm hoping like the story here for you, yeah, and this is just me being like hopeful, right? Mm -hmm. Is I hope like the idea is he shaves his head and he just changes finally, but I don't have that hope. I don't have that full hope, but that's that's maybe the idea behind all this. They're like, all right, you're doing this, and then you're going to like start to be a true real wrestler. But you know, yeah, I can see I can see them if they wanted to faction, uh, not faction, fix. Sure, like anybody, obviously, like Tanahashi and Shooter is the big comparison. I feel like if anything, like Yuya and Naito is the comparison here potentially. Of coming in, this hot young baby face uh, doesn't really work out, uh, and then he has to do a, a massive change uh, yeah. to his appearance and to how he, yeah. how he is to get to the next level. Maybe that's what it is. Who knows? That's why we call Suji Nakamura. Because mm-hmm. he got a big old because he got a big old smile. <laughs> that's true. That's true. He does have a big old smile, but uh, like. That's why, again, that's why I'm not worried about the show to, even after this bad weekend for all three of them, I'm still very confident about Suji and Umino because, like, <laughs> one of them's getting the some of the best pops, and the other one is a charismatic, you know, st- stud. And, yeah. like, that's going to carry him no matter what. Like, yeah. patience is good. I think the New Japan Cup is going to do them a lot of good. I really I hope so. I hope so. They need the right opponents, though. Like, you can't put Shota in there against another. You can't keep putting this guy against House of Torture. I've been suffering. I've been suffering. <laughs> and, like, Yoda Suji needs to face. I don't know. Give him some main event guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, have, him, have him face Shingo. Ooh. Have him face Shingo or Tai Chi. I think that would do him a lot of good, actually. Yeah, I guess Tai Chi would actually make more sense because they would be uh, uh, different factions. But like New Japan Cup, you can do, you can get away with that if you did New Japan Cup. You do both. You could do both. Uh, there we go. Um, yeah, uh, and Yuji Yamura, he's also like brand new. He doesn't even have like a G one climax under his belt, right? So right. So he has, so, he has leeway still, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? You know, you and me talked about that last year going into the G one. Like, all right, these guys need to, and they did good. Um, Red. No, uh, <laughs> but like the other two, you know, we walked out, we were like, good. And then they both have the Osprey matches and it's like, all right, we're, you know, we're fine. Um, yeah. I think ultimately like everyone just needs to calm down. It, it, it needs a lot. Yuya <laughs> needs a lot, but he I'm also- very worried about him. I'm not going to calm down on him. I'm very worried about him. I, I completely get where you're coming from. I, I am at the point now of Yuya Mora where I am not into this guy, but I want, I'm not going to make my final determination until yeah. post g1 climax that's that's true i am with you I, I think the reason i'm very worried about him is because like everyone was talking this guy up they're like this is the guy this well, is the guy and it's like i know but meanwhile i'm over here watching him and joe hendry tag matches and i'm like who this guy is nothing this guy doesn't have well, anything to be fair, most people decide not to watch those well, that's that's the problem. The, you got you got to get in the trenches with you. Got to watch Joe Hendry. You heard it here first, everyone. Ryan Nicey, you have to watch it. And that is why I am the voice of the tasteless folks. <laughs> that is why I I'm the one sitting here watching Joe Hendry matches. Oh, uh, you believe in Joe Hendry? I get it. God, I don't, well, I'll tell you what. That's much. I don't believe you, you Mora. Um, Damn. That's I, but I digress. Um, but I digress. Uh, other matches in here, they had a, like sort of best of five series. Lij versus just five guys. Lij getting the win. 
Uh, I actually really kind of like Takamichinoku versus Bushi. I really like Doki versus Hiromu, and I thought Taichi Shingo was great. I love Saishi and Shingo, man. Like, I watched this and I'm like, okay, we have answers. New Japan has answers for the time yeah. being. They're right here. <laughs> I'm so glad you said that. That is fully how I went going into it and coming out of it. I was like, this is my main event in at least a year or two. Like, this is, this is the, fu- this is the present is Taichi Shingo. This is the mantle right now. Don't look at Suji and Yuyu Yuyomura. Look at Taichi Shingo, folks. They're the best match of the weekend. Oh, in all of wrestling, doubt. I'll say without a doubt. I mean, I've I've pretty much watched everything from this weekend. Uh, I haven't watched Danielson uh, Junakiyama yet, but um, right. pretty much everything else I've watched, and it absolutely is the best match of the weekend. And it's not even close. Uh, yeah. I thought Doki and Hiromu was very good, uh, mostly because Doki won, but. I like uh, this is the problem. This is the problem with the like. This is why the sky isn't falling. The sky is falling, maybe because Gato may not book them in the right spots. But Taichi and Shingo are there. They're there to shine. They're there to deliver. Right? It's not just them either. It's you know. I think Naito's fine. Like Naito's not a mist, obviously. And I I think Sonata is wrestling injured. By the way. Oh, really? I think he bumped. I think he really ruined his shoulder at Wrestle Kingdom. I think they just he kept going because there's no way that was just working. Um, and because every time they went for the Destino, he just couldn't. He it just wasn't happening. So I do think he's injured. Um, and they delivered the first time when it mattered most. So again, I don't really care. They yeah. shouldn't have run it back already. Um, yeah. But like you have, so you have these two that you can just put in any scenario and they're going to deliver, right? Every single time. Like, that's my confidence in them. And I think, like, you need to start using them because this is the, this is the especially Shingo, like, right? We've been talking about this. Yeah. He is probably the best wrestler in New Japan right now. Mm-hmm. I think I kind of can confidently say that right now. Um I, and I think, think you he, believe that. I think. Let me look at my ratings for uh, old with, Shingo with Okada boy. now gone, and uh, and Dave's really stinking ass. Uh, like it's it, it. You got Shingo. You got Zach. You got Taichi. Yeah, I think Zach's probably up there as well. Uh, yeah, I have Shingo as my uh, highest rated uh, New Japan wrestler right now. And I think like those three, you can lead on to help main events and stuff like i know it's not exciting but it's something and then in time you're gonna have the yoda sujis and shota umino's ready for the next spot i think that's okay like you have the guys to fill in the gaps until then and i hope that's what they do yeah uh shingo is my uh new japan wrestler of the year right now um comfortably comfortably i i gabe kid is actually second but i gabe kid is really like the steel cage match and like one other really good showing that i liked um that's not a comfortable thing and then finley's third because i like really i was really super high on this wrestle kingdom match the, the three-way uh and zach super jr is fourth uh super far behind but uh you know he hasn't had any big 
He had the Danielson match. He had the Tanahashi yeah. match. And then he had, I saw a Nagata match with Zack Sabre Jr. And I think those are really the matches I've seen from him. Yeah. I mean, I really, I really like the Danielson match, but um, mm-hmm. that's one. That's one match. Yeah. The rankings will change. So uh, it's that's totally fine. <sighs> just get uh, just Shingo, Shingo and Tai Chi. I know. I, I, I watched that match and I stepped away and be like, this is what we're focusing on. Everyone's focusing on the young guys that are not ready and pushing them too hard. And pushing too hard right now might be super like de- like detrimental to their careers. When we have Taichi, Shingo, Zach, the, uh, those are the guys we're going to push. Obviously, we're all, New Japan's also going to push Evil and David Finley. Uh, and that is those all those five guys are probably going to be like the new Japan cup guys. Meanwhile, everyone's going to be dunking on new Japan because they're not pushing the young guys when new Japan's probably be focusing on these other guys. So I don't they know. They should give one of them a run. I'm not saying yeah, win it. I agree. I, I would love if one of them got into the final four after they both, like, I think the top two should both have runs. Shota needs a run because they had him lose to house of torture 75 times. <laughs> and uh, Suji, I think, will have a run because he won against Yuya. Mm-hmm. So, like, you you would expect that to be momentum, but we'll see. Yeah. We'll see now, won't we? Um, any other thoughts on New Beginning and oh, New Beginning A2? Uh, Tamatanga and Tangaloa versus GOD, uh, uh, with uh, special guest referee, uh, Jado. I thought was uh, this is a great. This is a great question. I do want to talk about this real quick because mm-hmm. I did want to bring up Forbidden Door. So thank you, Matt. What dream matches would you want to see at Forbidden Door? Thank you about exposes how New Japan needs to make new many adventures. I agree. Listen, listen, listen. We had this discussion privately, I think, you and me, mm-hmm. about Forbidden Door and <laughs> like yeah. what that looks like now. Yeah. It's not good. Like if 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 the idea is it has to be New Japan versus AEW, it's not great. Yeah. It's rough. It's rough. Like all right, so but I, mean, I also don't think it's that that this year. I don't think it's going to be just. I don't think it. It's, well, yeah, it's going to have CML, um, which I think someone said yeah. already. I know, obviously, like, it should be Eddie Kingston versus Mystico. Yeah. Let, let me let me think here. Um, hold on, <laughs> hold on. Uh, okay, all right, I'm with it. Um, I I think I think one match you need to do. Is you need to do if 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 you need some AEW versus New Japan, I think mm-hmm. Shota Umino versus John Moxley is one that works because a lot of yep. fans here know what that is about. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Naito versus someone big. Works. Naito can do with a fence, yeah, yep, and you can do any big wrestler, and it will work. Mm-hmm. Um, and Still then done the dream singles match of Hiromu Darby, and He's then I do up. like Shingo and Hangman. That'd be good. I think those three, I, and then I think you can kind of do whatever you want the rest of the way. Like you can do big tags and stuff like that. Like I think the best way to kind of make this work is you remember that great tag from the past year oh, that they did. Matt, Matt's Matt Daniel Grells. Uh, Nitro versus yes. Daniel. Yeah, absolutely. Works. Absolutely. I would do that in a second. That's a perfect main event for Forbidden That would be a perfect main event. I would be worried whether or not Tony Khan would actually want to book that just because 
Danielson would take the Danielson loss. Loses. Yeah. Danielson Danielson's on the I want to just wrestle all the cool people tour, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I don't care if I win. Yeah, <laughs> like that's that's the tour. Yeah, and I think that's great. Like I think we also that match also is probably going to be Danielson Saber the best two out of three falls though, based on what's cooking right now. To be fair, not to take yeah. that dream match away, but that, I would love Naito and Danielson. Yeah, but you're probably right. Okay, then let me let me pick someone else for Naito. I've already I've already booked Hangman and Shingo. What uh, I was gonna say, Naito Swerve, but I also don't think Tony Khan's gonna have Swerve lose. Naito Samoa Joe. Oh, oh, champ versus champ. (laughs) Well, I'm. Well, I don't know if I don't know if Samoa Joe's gonna be champ by then. That's the thing, right? This is this is far. This is very far down the road. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a possibility, but I think you want to send a main eventer. You don't want to do what you did last year and send in Jungle Boy Jack Perry, right? Like you don't. Naito's, <laughs> you don't want to send in the scapegoat. <laughs> Naito's different from Sonata, obviously. Um, you could always just do like Osprey. I mean, we've seen it, but you could always do that. Yeah. Um, you probably won't because whoever is going to face Naito, assuming Naito is the champion at the time, is going to lose. Mm-hmm. So you probably don't want to send Osprey because Osprey's probably getting built up for all in. So it'll depend who's not champion, but I think there's great choices. Um, there's great choices. What here's uh, here's a crazy pitch. Uh, uh, just five guys versus the Bang Bang Scissor Gang. I really hope the Bang Bang Sister game doesn't exist by then. <laughs> uh, Connor Houston, a uh, good answer as well on the Danielson thing. Could save Danielson versus Saber for Wembley in August. That would also be true. that would be more neutral. That would be yeah, more neutral. AEW show, but it's Wembley, so it's Zach. Yeah, mm-hmm. that could that hmm. could, and then that could lead to Naito Danielson. That's certainly plausible. Yeah, hmm. um, I like that. That's just super far away. That's why I didn't think of Wembley. Going from Na- Naito Moxley to Naito Danielson. Ooh. Ooh, LIJ versus BCC action over here. Well, Shingo, Shingo Claudio. Shingo Claudio. Shingo and uh, Shingo. It'll, it'll be like a tag match. It would be like Shingo, Hiromu, uh, and... Yoda Suji. Oh, oh, here we go. Here we go. Shingo Hiromu Yoda Suji versus Moxley Wheeler Yuta Claudio. That works. And then you could do Naito and Danielson. Naito Danielson on top. Yeah. All right. I'm in. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's what we got there. <laughs> they'd probably, you know what they'd probably do. They'd probably, sh- did you say Suji? Uh, yeah. I was just looking at names. Throw. Hmm. Hmm. I could see them throwing Shota on the BCC side. I was going to say, Yuda. yeah. <laughs> well, I, I did Yuda because I would assume that LIJ gets the, well, they, no, yeah, BCC would probably have to get the win here. So, yeah, then you do it. You throw in Shooter, make it an eight-man. Throw in Shooter, and then you that way you could also throw in Bushi. Uh, no, so Teton. Bushi. Ooh, Teton. Okay, Teton. Yeah. By the way, Bushi or Teton, whoever, yeah. they're going to take the fall uh, in this match. All right, one of them's a lot better, so I prefer Teton. That's fair. That's certainly fair. That's, but yeah, that's, I, I, well, it's, not all, it's not all bad. An LIJ versus BCC undercard you match? Just gotta, you got to lean on LIJ, mm-hmm. obviously. 
which also and... would work if you do CMLL involvement. Yeah, that's true. Um, right just give me, give me, give me Shingo and Hangman, though. Actually, that's what I actually want. Uh, any other thoughts? The new beginning uh, in Sapporo that weekend, New Japan shows. We didn't talk about Tamatanga Tangalo too much. We set it up, but uh, the match was uh, good. I went three on it. The but I really would have gone two and a three and quarters, two point seven five. But the post match of Tamatanga leaving, kind of emotional. I kind of got into it, so uh, I was fine with it. I couldn't have wanted to watch it less, so I didn't. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, it was fine. As, as someone said to me, of me doing the haya. Hey, hey, uh, did he do that? Yeah. In this match? I don't even remember. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't watch it. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, all right, then. Then uh, that's New Beginning Sapporo. Um, oh, I think we're only an ready. hour and 16 minutes in. Only we only got a billion other topics to get to. So let's get through something super easy. Um, let's talk about NWA hard times. Um, <laughs> all right, all the Bloody- audience we have, see ya. <laughs> audience you want to stay for this one so all right it's, ready it's worth it, trust me can i uh read you the card for nwa hard times please do all right that was the card the show's next week <laughs> sorry this saturday the show is this saturday <laughs> there is no published card <laughs> for the show it is in dothan alabama the dothan City are you Center. sure I've checked NWE's website, Wikipedia. Oh, man. Uh, I have checked Cage Match. Everywhere I've checked has no stars. It has it has people announced for it. Last week I made fun of AJ Francis announced for the show. Um, and I also saw the the Dothan, Alabama, Dothan Civic Center website that's selling the tickets. They had no card on it, but they had NWA stars and a list of NWA stars on it. There is no card for this show. That is You're this Saturday. Can I tell you another thing? So the reason we're talking about NWA hard times is because I lost uh, a bet. Um, Scotty, you want to set this up? Royal Rumble bet bet again. Yeah. So every year uh, we do the Royal Rumble bet where we do superlatives. And every year Ryan loses. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Two years ago, it was he had to watch the, the five worst matches on cage match. Correct. That's Last where we year, discovered that. That's where we discovered that WWE edited out Sid Vicious's uh, leg injury at WCW. Yeah. Last year, you decided, or we decided as a group, that NWA Hard Times is the perfect show you have to watch. Yes. And the, the hard times will befall the loser of this show, this bet. Yes. So here we are. Ryan's gonna strap in once again for Hard Times. And hard times is so rough that there's no matches for the show. You want to hear another part? Mm, yes. I don't know how we're going to make do this bet because as far as I can tell, there is no way to watch the show. I have checked everywhere. I've checked the NWA website. I've checked online. I've checked the CW app. I don't see anything about hard times. I've just seen just now an overview. This is, I just read this now. I just was able to find this overview. National Wrestling Alliance heads to Dothan, Alabama for hard times, 2024 tickets are available now at NWA live events.com. The show will be part of NWA power programming exclusively on the CW. 
as far as I can tell, Hard, NWA Hard Times is not going to be streamed anywhere, but based on reading that, it will be chopped up for NWA Power exclusively on the CW app. All right. Well, we're going to have to come up with something new. <laughs> this is the that, NWA Hard Times. Ain't- it took me days to find this line in a press release from the NWA. The show will be part of NW Power Programming exclusively on the CWF. I can think of something bad. Don't worry. I'm All sure right. you can. Bit, I'll get into the lab. But it, uh, it, that ain't going to work. If you look at the poster for Hard Times, it doesn't say how you watch it. It just says the CW, which is not properly the CW network. It's just the app, to be clear. Um, there's no published card. Talents are scheduled to appear. I'm looking at a list of talents. I can read that off if you want a preview, but that's there's nothing. No. There's no, this is this was worst promotion of the year voted on by the Observer Award. This they is couldn't have been more right. This is uh this is the state of the NWA. I am just trying to. We are just trying to do a fun little bet where I lost and I have to watch Hard Times like I did last year, and this show is number one. Has no card six seven days out, number or six days out. Number two, unwatchable anywhere unless it gets clipped up after the fact for the CWF for power. This is what the show is. This is what the NWA is anymore, folks. Oh, I miss I miss the old days of Titus O'Neil as that Titus O'Neil. What the fuck is his name? Tyrus Tyrus is uh. Uh, that might have been uh, the most disrespectful thing you could have probably. ever said about Titus O'Neil. <laughs> probably. Uh, Tyrus. This, this is, I miss the old days of Tyrus as champion, because at least I could watch the show on fight. I can't watch this on fight. I don't know yeah, where to watch it. Now you don't have to watch it, because I'm going to give you something new. Uh, are you telling me I'm going to miss out on the on on Violent J, the Brothers of Fun Me. Hold on. All right. Well, move on, and I'm going to come you telling me I'm missing out on Mims? Where am I going to get my Silas and Thrillbilly Silas Mason takes? Maybe I should just make you rewatch the entire Better Than You, Bebe, Feel Good, Bromance of the Summer video that AW put out. It's an hour and 50 minutes long. I don't even know what words you're saying, sir. <laughs> what, what did you just say to me? No. So, so AW, right, during the summer put together every segment between MJF and Adam Cole into one YouTube video. Oh no. And it's an hour and 50 minutes long. <laughs> oh, it's like on YouTube. Like things. Yeah. And I know how much you loved that feud. So it's almost like that would be perfect content. Would it be? Would it be? I'll, uh, I'm going to think of a live show first, but right I- now that is the leader in the clubhouse. Uh, I wish all the episodes were out, but I think a good contender is the Johnny Loves Taya reality show uh, that AEW has put on their YouTube. You're lucky Triple A doesn't have a show soon. Uh, Triple A. A, At least I can watch Triple A. Uh, Connor Houston asks, wasn't Camille their biggest star? Yeah, (laughs) she's gone. (laughs) Well, maybe she's gone. I don't know. Um, She's teasing something. Who knows? Maybe she's back in NWA and she's showing up at uh, Hard Times this weekend. Don't talk about Hard Times. 
I want to talk about hard times. <laughs> talk about not being able to watch a show <laughs> that you're publishing, that you're that you're advertising to your your fan base. Do you have a big time show, a show that was your biggest show in your lineup a year ago, two years ago, three years ago, and now it is unwatchable anywhere other than probably chipped up, uh, clipped up on a. I think you're track. just. I think you should be happy. I'm. I'm in a way I'm happy in a way I'm just frustrated at like just the piss poor promoting of they actually just make you watch oh let's have you watch a GCW show. Now we're okay. good. There there we go. Um it, it it's just to frustrating to watch some a company like this just just the Who's your least wrestler? wrestler? <gasps> I can do a killer Kelly compilation. <laughs> <laughs> oh no the best ofs the best of killer kelly oh god that that will break me <laughs> that will break me oh might let the people vote maybe maybe we get the maybe we get the people to vote if, oh, if you have any ideas of what to lose because the end of the hard times is over i guess Oh boy. Oh, God. oh, oh, we got a recommendation. American Bash 04. Thank you. Okay, let me check. Let me check. Good Great morning, American by the way. Bash 2004. Yeah. I mean, <clears> if it's <throat> bad, I'll watch it. This is from Norfolk, Virginia, for a capacity crowd of 6,500. Your main event. Holy shit. Concrete Crypt two on one handicap match. The Undertaker. Versus the Dudley Boys. That's your main event. Great American Bash 2004. Oh, the show is not good. Uh, the semi-main was the heavyweight title Texas Bull Rope match. Eddie Guerrero versus John Bradshaw Layfield. Uh, Hardcore Holly oh, versus Mordecai. Oh, boy. Sable versus Tori Wilson. Billy Gunn versus Kenzo Suzuki. Huh? <laughs> the, you got to look at these match ratings. Uh, Rey Mysterio versus Chavo Guerrero. Uh, uh, in cruiserweight title match, Charlie Haas versus Luther Reigns. Uh, opening match, John Cena, Booker T, Renee Dupree, Rob Van Dam, U.S. title, fatal four way elimination match. That's a uh, SmackDown versus Raw 08 match if I've ever seen one. Uh, this main the- event has a 0.58. Oh, Hardcore Holly versus Mordecai has a 1.76. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Stable versus Tori Wilson has a 0.83. Oof. Billy Kid, Billy Gunn versus Kenzo Suzuki is a 1.04. The best match I've seen so far looking at these ratings is the JBL Eddie Guerrero match and, which, and the Chavo Rey Mysterio, which are not shocking at any any no. capacity. Oh, this is very tempting. Charlie this Haas, is... Luther Reigns, 2.78 on cage match. The opening match, 5.76. Oof. That's not even, that's even not that good. This but is that, very compared to everything else, that's doable. Very intriguing. Uh Eternal Epure uh, says, pretty sure that Eddie JBL one is the super bloody one. I think you're oh, right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, ooh, but only Dave gives it three and a quarter. <laughs> Dave, well, the we, blood. Blood and headbutts. Bad. Mm-hmm. Unless Will Ospreay does them. Yeah. Um, oof. This is up there. This oof, could be up there. This could be up here, folks. Well, I guess the idea is uh, I'll stream this Saturday, I guess. When don't know yet. I don't know. What I the killer don't know. Kelly idea was pretty good. It's pretty good. Uh, but uh, I don't know when and how it'll be on Saturday, 
and what it is. But it'll be on YouTube. Uh, so subscribe, uh, youtube.com forward slash countoutpod, I believe is the YouTube handle. Um, subscribe on YouTube. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, yeah, just uh, subscribe right now. YouTube.com slash at countout is what the... Uh, it's a shame we got a recommendation because I was going to break you otherwise. I was yeah, going to find like 10 Killer Kelly matches be like, watch these. Thank you so much, Eternal. He still might do that. Uh, I'll let I'll let Scotty figure out. <laughs> uh, but uh, that will break me. Um, where do we go from here? Uh, we got Rev Pro. We got All Japan, uh, WWE, and TNA. And right, we can absolutely blow through. Do we even need to do All Japan? Listen, okay, here you go. Jun Saito and Katsuhiko Nakajima. Or no, was it Ray Saito or June? It's June. It was fine. It's yeah. It's not that good. There you go. Uh, Fuminor Abe versus Dan Tamora, pretty good. Yeah, had a good time. But as you said, it was a show. Uh, yeah, I texted you. I was like, this was a show. Uh, Suwama Hideki Suzuki, I thought was interesting. Yeah, I like that. I like that too. Um, and I didn't see the Suwama Hideki Suzuki tag team number one contenders match. Uh, on I just tour. know that they are tag team champions now. Whoa, spoilers. Sorry. <laughs> but we weren't going to cover it next week. <laughs> no, that's definitely true. That's that probably great, though. The man. The, so they, so they, they put the titles on them instead of Kento Miyahara and Yume Igashi. Saito's weren't losing. Interesting. Interesting. So well, well, they have Champion Carnival coming up, so I guess they didn't want it to get. I'm guessing Kento's winning then. I don't know. Just trying to make make sense. Interesting. Whatever. One Interesting. second. I I, 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 my brain can't calculate that. Um, You're welcome. Oh boy. Um. Okay. Well, then let's talk about. Oh boy. Let's talk about. Oh God, I don't know what I talk about. Let's talk about WWE. I guess. <laughs> let's talk about okay. WWE. Um. Uh, we'll talk about WWE and then we'll do Rev Pro and then we'll do TNA and then we'll do AEW Revolution. I feel like that's we gotta we gotta do something, you know. TNA, woo, <laughs> get into it. Uh, WWE Elimination Chamber. Uh, you get into the chamber, BB, uh, and and watch a match. Uh, yeah. So this was in Perth. Uh, Fifty-two thousand five hundred ninety was the announced uh, attendance. Apparently, it's uh, according to the Optus Stadium or uh fans that go here that's a an okay attendance um that was probably bumped up just because that's typically what wwe does so uh people they did a lot of people for a for a show that was one predictable as hell two a a b pay-per-view so i don't think they care all that much and they probably got paid to do it there may, after the show, I think there's an argument that this was a C pay-per-view. Uh, <laughs> but uh, apparently also on this match, apparently the fifth match that everyone was sort of speculating about what it was going to be, rumors are, according to Fightful, it was going to be a title defense from Seth Rollins against uh, Jonah, as who uh, or Bronson Jonah. Reed, or whatever his name is. Jonah, uh, he says. That's it's crazy. interesting that like that was the planned match for this show. Uh, but Rollins got injured maybe a month ago, and they never thought of a replacement match. That's real. They were like, and "Oh yeah, this is the planned match." And it's like, by the way, 
Watching right. a WWE pay-per-view. What's that? Watch, watching a WWE pay-per-view after it happened is such a wonderful experience. <laughs> my, that was my take. So the biggest thing I've seen online, obviously, is people complaining about how long of a show this was versus how much wrestling there was. Yeah. And it, you know, obviously, there was the Grayson Waller effect segment, but apparently there was 55 minutes between the tag title match and the men's chamber match of no wrestling. How many minutes? 55. That's, I believe awesome. is what I saw. That's incredible. Basically an hour of no wrestling on the show. That's, that's great. Um, so yeah, I mean, but I skipped it. I skipped all of that. I I saw what I needed to saw from the Grayson Waller effect on Twitter when I saw Cody challenge The Rock to a singles match. I got what I needed, and I didn't yep. watch the rest of it. Who cares? It, it was matter. such an easier watch, which is probably why I didn't find the pay per view like all that offensive. Because <laughs> I, mean, I was like, "All right, let's go. Come on, <laughs> next." <laughs> I'm just sitting here with my fire stick. Just like, all right, here we go, Peacock. All right. Let's skip it. Get into it. Um, uh, Opening match, Women's World Title Number Contendership Elimination Chamber. Becky Lynch ends up getting the win by defeating Bianca, Morgan, Naomi, Raquel, and Tiff, Honey, Stratton. Uh, Tiffy time. Um, Tiffy Stratton might be the best wrestler in WWE. WWE as a whole? Yep. Watch this match, and I was like, She's awesome. <laughs> she definitely had the best showing out here. 100%. She's awesome. Mm-hmm. She's the one. Period. See, End of story. Do you see her post-match comment? No. Uh, her post-match comment was something along the lines of, maybe I would have won if the crowd cheered for me more. That's awesome, because she was the most <laughs> over person on the show. It was, it, was, it was egregious. It was crazy. But it was I real. Love, th- this is this is crafts, baby. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I... I thought she did awesome. I think she is like everything that they want in a top star. Um, we we've we've got like we don't talk about WWE a lot, but I feel like one of the main things that we do talk about is that Tiffany Stratton rocks. <laughs> <laughs> we're always we're always making time for Tiffy. It's always Tiffy time on the Ring Post Radio. Um, uh, yeah, uh, she did really well in here. Uh, I, I, thought... I, uh, I actually like this better than the men's match. Oh really? Why do you, is there a specific reason? Is other than yeah, Tiffy? There wasn't two run-ins. <laughs> what was the second run-in of the men's one? I know. Well, I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. Logan Paul wasn't a run-in, but it annoyed me. Yeah, <laughs> we'll get to that crappy-ass booking. Um, but yeah, I I thought this was this one. I think was like more made sense booking, I guess, in a way. Um, but just Bianca's like, very good too. By the way, I want to give her credit. Beyond, well, that's the thing. It's like Bianca's very good, but she is doing nothing. Oh, um, no. I think she's facing. If I had to guess, she's facing Jade. Maybe I don't At know. WrestleMania. Yeah, it's a shame she's, she's doing nothing because she's and and the problem is even when she's champion, she's barely doing anything. So it's like, mm-hmm. what do you what do you do with her? It's weird because it it feels like Bianca hasn't really like is been very aimless for several months now. Almost, if I had to pick a timeline, maybe around the time that one uh, writer left WWE for like racial, you know, that sued WWE for like sort of these racial uh, comments that were being made. Um, maybe once that writer left, Bianca started becoming more aimless. I don't know. Uh, I don't, I'm unsure. Um, but uh, anyways, uh, yeah, I thought Bianca was fine. Tiffany was great. Becky Lynch was good. Morgan, Naomi, Raquel. I don't know, man. <laughs> Naomi comes back to the company. 
<laughs> shipped her off to Perth. Lose immediately. <laughs> Gets eliminated first in 13 minutes by Tiffany. I uh, I learned about the insane fandom that Liv Morgan has. Oh, you have? the past 24 hours. Oh, really? Yes. To the point where I saw someone compare. Oh, no. Becky Lynch to The Rock. And I said, huh? Well, of course. She does the manhandle slam. It's the same move. She got it from The but, Rock. But, like, to, 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 to Liv Morgan fans, mm-hmm. Becky Lynch winning the match that she and Rhea have clearly built up for the past year just by, right. like, appearances, face-to-faces, is the same as The Rock coming in and taking Cody's main event. Ah, so you're describing the Let's Go Morgan tweet. Uh, not Let's Go Morgan. Uh, whatever the fucking word is. We want we want Morgan. That's what it was. Yes. The we want Morgan tweet storm that happened as thought, well. Is that, it has to be We Want Live. There's no way it's We Want Morgan. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Who cares? You get the point. <laughs> I know. I know. I just was like, I was thinking in my head. It's probably We, we Want Live. Morgan. I started thinking of Red Dead Redemption. Um, right. They don't they don't call the women by their last names. I apologize. No, no, it's usually Liv, Becky, Bianca, yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, Tiffy. Mm-hmm. Uh Raquel. Raquel. But yeah, my point, my point remains that this match was pretty entertaining. Becky should have won. And really Tiffany mean? Stratton rules. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Uh, yeah. Uh perfectly serviceable. Probably the best women's elimination chamber match. Ooh, interesting. I feel pretty confident on that because some of them are like this didn't feel super messy or anything. It just felt like all right, we had a match. Yeah. Uh shout out Tiffy. That's probably true. Uh Raw tag team title, SmackDown tag team title match. Damian Priest and Finn Balor successfully defend against the new catch republic, Pete Don Tyler Bate. I thought this was probably the best match on the show. Yeah, I agree. It was good. Yeah, it was good. Uh, there was weird weirdness of just like how the really really putting over Damian Priest and you know you have this new tag team the new Catch Republic. They do all of their big moves. They do the Birminghammer uh, against Damian Priest and he kicks out immediately or at two or whatever. Uh, I don't know. It, it was sort of just I, I took away from this was Perfect. man. They really setting up this new team that beats beats wins everybody beats everybody else in a tournament in a tag team tournament. Forms together the new catch republic. They do all their big moves on Damian Priest and nothing works and they lose. And I was just like, all right, uh back all down right. back down the ladder, I guess, guys. Yeah. Still a good match, I guess, but still. Weird. I don't really like the booking here with that. I like Pete Dunn and Tyler Bate as a duo. Yeah, they're good. I like them. Speaking about tag team wrestling. Hey, WWE's kind of got some tag teams brewing right now. That's you know, good. Judgment Day, New Catch Republic, DIYs back together. Uh, the Creeds are around. Creeds are real. Uh, uh, they have an interesting tag division right now. Otis and Chad Gable still team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They used to be good. Uh, Alpha Street Academy. Profits. They're in the uh, Bobby Lashley stable, the Pride, if you will. Pride, sure. Whatever you say. Uh, AOP. I don't know if they wrestle, but AOP's around. Uh, <laughs> they're they're, right. they're certainly around. They're attacking out, out the mud. <laughs> oh, how can we forget the wolf, the wolf dogs? 
WWE World Heavyweight Title Number One Contendership Elimination Chamber Match. McIntyre gets the win over Lashley, Owens, Knight, Logan Paul, Randy Orton. Uh, weird match. Randy, Randy Orton, Orton was the best part of this match. Yeah, in a weird way. Because his the best part of this match was just because he was selling his back the entire time. Incredibly well. Sure, yeah. I was uh, convinced that this guy got fucked up. And then when the you know the ref stopped caring about him, I was like, oh, he's fine. <laughs> yeah. and, and then he does the RKO to the finish yeah. of the match. Is he's like selling this man his back the entire match. Yeah. Uh then he kind of like reveals that it may or may not have been fake because he does a pop-up RKO to Drew McIntyre. And it's like, oh, okay, maybe he's okay. Then out of nowhere, an eliminated Logan Paul wallops Randy Orton in the jaw. And uh, and Randy Orton gets pinned by McIntyre. And that's it. <laughs> that's the finish. That stunk. Yeah, that was a big stinky poop. That really upset me. Um, pretty crazy, though, that they're like, you know what? You know what we're going to do? We're going to have Logan Paul get RKO'd in a crazy spot at WrestleMania. That's what we're doing. That's what they told me. Um yeah, it's uh I mean Drew should win. I just don't like the way he won, and that ruined the match for me. Yeah, the eliminations, by the way, three of them by McIntyre, two of them by Orton. Oof, baboof. Guess who's getting pushed right now? <laughs> uh Bobby, I thought killed Logan Paul at one point. I was like, Jesus Christ. I was like, Dude, do, have we forgotten Logan Paul's like a celebrity? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Kind I of. think he has because he yeah. got destroyed. Um, AJ Styles makes the 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 long AJ, ass. Oh my god, man! I do not want to see AJ Styles anymore. I don't. I have. I couldn't care less about this guy. Yeah, because I I know you know what you know what I know follows an AJ Styles appearance, a mid at best match. Oof. In Oof. the year twenty twenty four. Oof, baboof. Well, yeah, Especially so I, the spinoff of this chamber match is obviously McIntyre versus Rollins at WrestleMania. Not a main event. Sorry, guys. Um, <laughs> Randy Logan Paul for the U.S. title, probably, uh, as well. Um, I thought maybe again. Owens, Logan Paul would spin out and continue, but no, it's going to be Logan and Randy. Owens could be evolved, uh, certainly. Randy eliminated Owens, so maybe that's something. Maybe not. Probably not. Um, LA Knight Styles is going to be something. And that's kind of it. That's what I was a spinoff. The WrestleMania implications of the chamber match. Yeah. Our main event. W women's world title match. Rhea Ripley defeats Nia Jackson 15 minutes. I think Rhea Ripley's good. I don't think Nia Jax is. I agree. <laughs> I saw people praising Nia Jax. I was like, am I missing something? <laughs> I saw like a decent amount of praise for her. And I was like, she just does the same exact move. Well, we talked about time. it going into the match of like she's been doing she's certainly better than where she was years ago. Nia Jax. Well, that's true, but that she doesn't really, mean she's good. She started <laughs> the year off of a, in a great match with Becky Lynch. So I'm told. <laughs> was, I I gave it three and three quarters. I thought it was really good. Wow, that was really good then. Uh, that's but, shocking, actually. Yeah, that, that that part of it is that it was a shocking, shocking, uh, good match of Nia Jax. That must have been the match of her life. And it certainly was, because after watching this main event, it was like, all right, I don't think Nia Jax is the next coming of uh, Okada, you, like we all thought. You know what I, I, I will say? You know what I learned in this match? Rhea Ripley can do a lot more than she ever gets to do. 
Oh, yeah. Well, to be fair, most of this match was her just selling the entire match. Yeah, uh, but, like, when she did moves, I was like, oh, like, that's 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 different. Uh, like, she's doing a lot of creative things. I was like, she just she just doesn't have the opponents to probably do this against most of the time. I mean, wh- her title reign's been, like, Zelina Vega, Natalia, Nia Jax. I don't, I'm not continuing. You get my point. Oh, I actually, I do want to Raquel get- Gonzalez. Um... Uh, like, here we go. She I beat, think Rhea's good. Beat Charlotte. Like she beat right. Charlotte to the SmackDown Women's title. She beat Vega. She beat Natalia. It becomes the Women's World title. She beats Natalia, Raquel, Raquel, uh, a fatal five way against Nia Jax, Raquel, Baszler, Zoe Stark, Zoe Stark, Ivy well, Nile, Stark and now one. Nia Jax. Actually, the Zoe Stark one and Ivy Nile one, both of those were pretty good. Mm-hmm. That was day one in war games. Crazy what happens when she gets to wrestle like new talent. Um, and now I'm hey, look, Becky wins. It's Rhea Ripley versus Becky at WrestleMania. That, I, should, be that should be that should be really good. I mean, a lot of those matches are against new young talent that like they're trying to build up. Obviously, well, maybe not Natalia. Becky's good. <laughs> maybe not Natalia as new young talent, but um, you know they're. they're Becky and Rhea could be certainly something. Mommy yeah. versus the mom man versus mommy. I will give them credit. The two women's title matches have been built up for a long time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is good. So uh yeah, no. I this match was probably as good as I expected it was gonna be. At least for me. For me, I didn't expect it to be that great. You pitched the idea of Bianca Belair versus Jade Cargill. Can I pitch an alternate pitch that I think they might Please do? Please don't say Nia. Please don't say Nia. Please don't say Nia. Please don't say Nia, Nia. versus Jade. Oh, oh, that makes sense. The immovable force versus the unmovable object. They should do Bianca and Tiffany. Yeah. Yeah. I they seem that. to be building to that, so they should just do it. Oh, yeah, because we did a little, a little bit of that on SmackDown as well, if I do recall. Yeah, that would be great. Because you can do Nia Jax and she can eat a loss to Jade, and it'll be impressive when Jade picks her up. Yeah, that's good. No, I think that's a good four matches. Though. I think I, I like that idea better. Now that match will suck. <laughs> Keep that in mind. Oh, <laughs> oh, it'll be awful. <laughs> however, however, that's okay. <laughs> it's the spectacle that they would want. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like uh, it's not like Brock versus Omos because that was sick. Um, <laughs> but no. close enough. Uh, Rev Pro high stakes uh, happened last oh. weekend. Um, we weren't planning on talking about it because we had a massive car already, but we felt the need to talk about it, of course, because of that main event, the Rev Pro Unseeded Heavyweight Title Match. Yeah, six Meltzer. stars by Dave Meltzer. Uh, Michael Oku defeating Will Ospreay in 47 minutes and 12 seconds. Um, a lot of other interesting matches as well. If you want to go check out the rest of the show, I highly recommend it. I thought the rest of the show was good, pretty good. Really Luke like Jacob. Luke Jacobs versus JJ J. Gale. Correct. Luke Jacobs versus JJ Gale was really good. Um, Dave went four and a half on that one. Holy shit. Um, Orange Cassidy showed up in the opener, which is totally fine. Mustafa Ali, Robbie X was pretty good as well. Um, Connor Mills, Zach Sabre Jr. was also kind of interesting. Uh, and mm. other stuff happened on the card. Uh, but the main event that is... The- good. Uh, I watched the whole card. I thought it was a pretty oh, good, good show. Yeah, I, I, thought it was, I thought it was a pretty good show. A go-go? I didn't watch that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought uh, Danny Luna and Sapphire Reed mm-hmm. I enjoyed. 
Um, yep. I never had seen, I never really watched Sapphire, but I've always heard good things about her. She's really yep. young. Uh, but she did like this crazy, like drop kick thing where she almost fell, but it actually looks sick. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I thought it was a good show. Yeah, I think Top Down was a pretty fun show. Young Blood versus True and Lacey. Young Blood were good, but I was really impressed by True and Lacey, who are guys that don't even have a cage match yet, cage match profile yet. So yeah, I didn't know who they were, but I was like, this this worked. A Go Go Night. Uh, that match was not that good, but it told an interesting story. So there was an aspect that was enjoyable here. Shingo Trent Seven was a wild match to watch, uh, because it was like. A, no, I like didn't a, watch. I couldn't do it. It was like a Japanese move finisher love fest, like of like old puro move yeah. love fest over here, and the crowd just like wasn't into it. <laughs> just no like, one likes right. Trent Seven. Yeah, I don't blame. I don't blame the in crowd. his own country. But the big team, big talking point here, obviously the main event: Michael Oku defeats Will Ospreay. Uh, and Will Ospreay's last match before arriving in AEW. Obviously, he ended in New Japan previously. And this is his last match in Rev Pro. Um, and I mean, I thought the match was great. I thought the match was, I think currently it's my match of the year uh, right now. I thought the match was really, really great. Um, uh, Michael Oku is just this embodiment to me of like perseverance and against Osprey, who I think is his best, to be fair, it's Osprey, his best opponent. Uh, Oku is really good at selling. Um, which I really thought his selling here was really, really solid. Nospray, obviously great. Um, you know, I thought I wish there was more of interactions between like uh, the towel concept of the match, the, this towel stipulation that they set up the match. I thought Amira's involvement made sense, but it, I, I would have liked to see more of that. Like we said, this idea of oh, if, if Amira throws in the towel on Oku, that's how he can also lose. Uh, and obviously, Osprey's point in this match was trying to kill Oku. Uh, and Oku being like, no, no, I'm going to kill you as well. Um, so maybe like to see Amira t- struggle a little bit more of that towel throwing instead of just being like, no, I'm not doing that. Um, but uh, it, it was totally fine. This doesn't matter because the match was great. And I think undoubtedly right now I'm a match of the year. But that's, I think, apparent going into this one. Will Ospreay's great. He's a great wrestler. He's going to give this match his all. Oku, I really enjoy. Scotty, I know for a fact and our audience knows that you're not a huge Oku fan. What did you think of this main event? I'm still not a huge Oku fan. There we go. I lost my mind when he kicked out of the Hidden Blade and Stormbreaker. I was like legitimately angry. Really? I don't think he should be the guy kicking out of Stormbreaker. Mm. I was very angry. I thought the match was good. Um, I thought this was a great Osprey performance. Oh, yeah. Like top tier. He brought everything he could. I just can't. I can't do the Oku. I just can't. I can't. I'm trying. I try. And I still thought this match was really good. Mm-hmm. Like, I do. I don't I don't have it nearly as high as everyone else. Um, but I still thought it was really good. But, man. I just, I watched this guy, and he feels so outclassed in there with Osprey. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, I can't let go of that Stormbreaker thing. I can't do it because <laughs> I've seen Osprey beat so many people with that move and not kick out. And he and ah uh, ah, uh, 
I, I, w- I wish they didn't do that spot. Also, I did not like the new crab that Oku won with. Mm-hmm. I did not like that. I uh, Really? Okay. That's fair. That's all fair. Um, I, think that's I don't fair. like how it was shot, maybe. Yeah. Like, I wish we could have panned around to see, like, him fully bend. Um, but I will talk about the good things now. Now that I got the Stormbreaker thing out of the way, because it bothers the shit out of me. Sure. Um, I think, I really do think, like, this was Ospreay's, like, one of his best career showings, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Like, he did everything to make this guy, and he did everything to um, make it seem like he, and I agree with you on the towel thing. That was a big thing for me in this, because I was like, because I knew that going in. I knew, like, all right, if that goes in, he loses the belt. And I think that's great. And besides, like, Will grabbing the towel and then kicking Amira, we never really saw the towel thing again. Yeah. And I was like, oh, well, I would I, I would have liked it to be teased a little more. Because I, lo- I, 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 do, I do really enjoy the first match that they had. Um, and maybe that's because it's more of the it, – it, it goes down that road a little more. Yeah. Um. Because I think the beating was pretty similar in this match. Like, Osprey crushed this guy. And he kept coming back. He kept coming back. And I think that that was obviously the story being told um, of, you know, Oku's resiliency. But um, I'm trying not to be full critiques, because I did think it was a... I, I did like it. I was in the middle of, like, everyone. Yeah. If that makes sense. Like, I wasn't like, oh, this is... The twenty first—it's not the twenty-first greatest match of all time anymore. But I'm gonna keep saying that because it was on <laughs> on Cage Match at one time. Um, but I, I there are picky parts. Like I, forty-seven minutes is very long. Mm-hmm. It's very long. Um, and I re- I don't think it was necessarily like I felt like I was sitting there a long time. I also know that they could have trimmed 10 minutes and probably would have been fine. That's the um, 22nd highest rated match currently on cage match. 22nd. <laughs> that breaks. <laughs> that breaks. <laughs> just just for a record, uh, number 32 is Ric Flair versus Steamboat. <laughs> Starry, starry, steamy baby. Um, I, I, I think, I, I, I think it was an undeniable performance from Oku. Like, I understand if it didn't hit with you, and I do, and I think you can agree that that. I think his offense doesn't hit with me. Yeah. But I think to me, he got, like he did a great job getting his ass kicked, which is not like me being a dick. No, he did a great job at yeah. That. Well, that's the thing, is like I don't necessarily what I take away from Oku is not that he has great offense, but in fact that he has great selling and perseverance and the crowd connection that ends up making that all time. Um, I never I, I, I totally agree. Like we've talked about this previously of like Oku can very easily have a very long self-indulgent main event that just sucks ass. You know, the Trent seven, like Goku match. I'm very worried about him post Osprey. (laughs) I agree. We saw what it was like originally when he was on, when he first won the title. Um, 
he could be very self-indulgent uh in what he's his spots are and uh he's very crowd was incredible by the way that too really raised it up for me i just want to add that it's all about the crowd connection when it comes to oku it all about him being the underdog uh and him uh fighting to win him versus osprey is why he's such a good opponent because osprey's out there to try to kill him within the story him versus some other guy uh is not you know him versus a jj gale is probably not going to get oku over the top there and get yeah. that kind of performance because that's the performance that makes oku great and 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 yeah. that's where i go and thought going into this that oku was really good and thought coming out of it where he was really where he really shined uh but i get what you're saying that i don't necessarily i don't fully agree that i think his offense is bad but it's definitely not the best part of his wrestling ability his wrestling ability is selling his wrestling ability is crowd connection and having a mastery on that I think there is some clips that I saw online from this match that it looks worse, if that makes sense. Because, like, you'll watch, like, Oku do something, and then Osprey will do, like, seven different things in, like, a bundle. And it's like, man. <laughs> like, it's not even also, that was also part of the match, though, too. But, but it's, it's okay, again, because I do think it was a great Osprey performance. Um, I think... It's gonna be like I think him and Kanosuke next weekend is gonna be phenomenal mm-hmm. because that's just gonna be a match, yeah. Right? There's no that, and that's where I think he thrives, mm-hmm. obviously. But he did a, he did a very good job here. Um, I do not. And I say this with emphasis. I do not feel good about post Osprey. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's an interesting aspect that I think feel good about Luke Jacobs though. I, I highly recommend the main event, and I think that's very interesting. But like, th- there's a more interesting aspect to the story for me, which is the post, not just Rev Pro, but the post Europe scene of Osprey, and what does that look like? Oof. You know, I kind of we kind of talked about where it's just like it it feels like such an open door where like Europe was you know on its way to sort of like. <laughs> Eternally pure wasn't even Osprey's second twenty second best. I match. agree. <laughs> that, that might also be true. Let me see if I can check his match guide here. Uh, uh, I mean, it will well, be no. on there because you just told me it was the twenty second. Yeah, it's match number history. one. It's number. Uh, I think it's well. That I definitely don't agree with. Um, it's definitely not his best match ever. No, um, I think that's a great. Hmm, now I'm thinking. No, he's missing a bunch of ratings. He only has two rated matches on yeah, here. Yeah, cage match is like broken right now. Okay, okay, that makes more sense then. Because I was like, that that doesn't that make any sense. sense. Yeah. Um. Uh. Either way, uh, the post Europe scene of what it looks like. Obviously, uh, with the pandemic and speaking out, Europe got ravaged and is completely destroyed. And there's companies like Progress or ICW or or any of these other places that are just like you know because also not only those specific you know, because of speaking out and pandemic, but also the connection with WWE that has just ravaged the scene. Rev Pro put their head down in the pandemic and were able to get through it and come out as the best of the territory of England. And Osprey was a big part of that the past five years of making it into the in ranking Rev Pro into the company it is right now in terms of independent wrestling of Europe. But with Osprey gone, what does that look like? You know, you can obviously see his impact throughout the roster of Rev Pro if you watch these shows. 
And it's like, what does it look like without Osprey in this company? The Osprey style of wrestling is so distinct. You know, you you don't see gone are the days of British rounds wrestling, right? You know, uh, gone are the days of sort of like not really gone per se, but you know, we had the British rounds, and even in modern, you had in like the pre-pandemic days, it was more like strong style uh, of British strong style yeah. in India. And then Ospreyism really came up post-pandemic through RevPro. Sure. But now with Osprey gone, what does that look like? You know, does it go back to British rounds ideas of Zack Sabre Jr. at the helm? Um, does it go back into like a British strong style idea, a Northern strong style idea of Luke Jacobs? Uh, mm-hmm. Does Ospreyism continue and form and evolve in something else? Or does someone else stand out? Uh, like It does feel like the field is open I mean, definitely the field is open for for Europe because they're still trying to figure themselves out. But it it just it is an interesting aspect to a post Osprey Europe um, that I'm very intrigued about. I don't know what it looks like. I really don't. Know I don't now, think it's good. It, and that's fair. I think right now I'm looking at Luke Jacobs. That's yeah. the guy. Yeah. He, yeah. Undoubtedly, the guy, the takeaway from this weekend of like, damn, man, Luke Jacobs is the future right now. It, is it bad of me to say this? And and I want to say this right. But he impressed me in his match because he's wrestling a guy that like I don't really know. I don't know who J.J. Gale is. But he wrestled him, and they had a really good match. Mm-hmm. And I think that I take that away more than like Oku having a good match with Osprey. That makes sense. Like that's not a that's not a shot. That's a that's a praise for Jacobs and where he's at in his career now. I like. I think every match I need to watch of Luke Jacobs at this point. Like it's getting to that point where it's like if he has a match against an opponent that's interesting, I'm gonna watch it because I think he's really good. And I think that obviously he had a post match promo in his match as well, where you know he made his intentions clear that he wants to go up the uh, go up the card some more and he's going to the revolution rumble which you win a title shot um basically he should undoubtedly be oku yeah i think he is i think he's the guy to beat oku 100% um i think it's i think it is him versus oku at one of these next big time shows um and he's probably going to beat oku because cuz you know how he can beat oku is by beating the piss out of oku similar mm-hmm. to osprey um, in, and even in if a Osprey, world Oku wins, then it makes sense because he was able to survive Osprey. Of course, yeah. he was able to survive Jacobs. But if Jacobs wins, then it mm-hmm. showcases oh, Jacobs killed Oku more than Osprey yeah. and gives a rub on the back end there, which is very intriguing. In a world of everyone trying to do Omega stuff, uh, Omega Osprey stuff, right? Trying to be like Osprey, there is the one guy trying to be like Walter, and yeah. it stands out all the more. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a great point. Great point. Also, I want all these wrestlers to know they can't be Osprey, so they should probably stop. <laughs> but mm-hmm. that ain't happening. So not everyone can be Will Osprey. Uh, not any. No one, I'd argue, can be Will Osprey. Mm-hmm. The only one that like brings the uh, elite athleticism, at least on the Rev Pro, is Leon Slater. That yeah. I think that can transitioned into something exciting um but obviously he's still super young and it's yeah just, like he shouldn't be at us and i and i would like to think leon slayer could do more than just 
indies soon. I'd like to see him maybe get a Japan tour or something. I mean, you and me have been saying Didn't that. Didn't he sign with TNA? Hopefully that he can ignore that. <laughs> like, I swear. Am I, I feel like he I did. have. No, he did. He did. Bearskin Bears effect here where I'm like, yeah. didn't he sign? He did. Uh, but this show, this show is probably the either the best or second best Rev Pro show I've watched. Like just mm. top to bottom. Yeah. Um, and even like if I wasn't as high in the main event as like the many that call it the match of the year, I still think it the whole like that plus the post match is really an embodiment of how important Osprey was to this. Like you, you can hate it, you can love him or hate him, but he did a lot for a scene that wasn't alive. Oh yeah, like this yeah. scene was dead. And I'm not gonna say the scene's booming right now. It's not. It's one promotion, uh, but he did his best to try and bring that up at least. Mm-hmm. Um, I again don't feel good about it without him, but. And that's and he I think that's best. fair. He did his best to put the, guys over. And I think that's totally fair because it is very much like it, it's the going back to the Okada of it all, right? Of New Japan, it is like this idea of like there is an open top slot here. How do we fill it? Who's filling it? It's very worrisome because it doesn't feel like anyone is the big standout, other than right now for us, Luke Jacobs is that guy. It, in a weird way, like Oku gets this big rub, but it, us, you and I, are more excited about Luke Jacobs uh, yeah. on, on the come up. Um, by the way, I just want to answer the comment. I do not hate AJ Styles. I keep getting asked if I hate. I do not hate AJ Styles. I'm not excited for AJ Styles in 2024. He, he wants AJ Styles to go back to TNA. No. <laughs> I don't think I do. <laughs> no, I don't hate AJ Styles. I just, I'm not, I don't like, one, I don't like his new gimmick that he's doing. And mm-hmm. two, uh, I think to be fair, he's a shell of his, his former self. Yeah. And, and that's fine. Like that. No, like I, if I like old AJ a lot. Yeah. A lot. I, especially, especially X Division AJ. Mm-hmm. Yeah, baby. But uh, um, no, I don't hate him. I just want to put that out there. But back to Rev Pro before we kind of move on here because we have to. Um, I am intrigued for their next big show. I want to see what that looks like. I believe, and I believe the next big show is Revolution Rumble. So we'll get this like big time Royal Rumble uh, gimmick, and then they'll have the big big show of whatever that world title defense is. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, there was an article written by for you who was on VOW Voices Wrestling that that talked about this this idea of like is Europe independent wrestling dead or a sleeping giant and they reference and part of the article was this idea of like ignoring the the progress and the old old dead guard from before and focusing more on like Rev Pro and then there's like other companies that are doing like thousand plus you know arenas in in England as well. Um, and arguing this idea of like, you know, it, it it could be dead or there is a new something coming. And I get the idea of, but that something coming doesn't have Osprey with them. So who is going to lead that charge? How, how or maybe not. And to be fair, let's not put it all on one guy. How, how many wrestlers? We need a bunch of wrestlers to lead that charge. Who of those all, those plural you is going to lead that charge? And uh, Jacobs, I think, is certainly one. I think uh, Oku feels like he's probably certainly one as well. Zack Sabre Jr. is an easy shout as well. 
Um, yeah, yeah. I they need Jacobs. They are gonna really need Jacobs to expand past just the UK. Yeah, I think that's really what's gonna have to help them. Um, moving right along. Speaking of TNA, let's get to TNA. So real quickly, we're not gonna talk about the countdown show, the oh, kickoff show. Do this as a collective show because this was. TNA no surrender the reason we're talking about this of course this is the first show properly produced without Scott Demore at the helm um this You're is produced by Brian Why, come on. of course the voice of the tasteless uh so I don't know exactly who was in charge here but uh they put on a show uh obviously this is a Scott Demore card built up but a booked card by someone else I guess um Main event saw TNA X Division title match, weirdly enough, being in that main event. Mustafa Ali defeats Chris Sabin to win the X Division title. There was also the semi main of Knockouts World title match, Jordan Grace, Giselle Shaw. Jordan Grace gets the win there. The two best matches. Totally agree. Those were the two best matches on the card uh, by far. Uh, If I had to give a third best, it might be. uh, I was kind of shocked. I was kind of shocked. I thought Josh Alexander, Simon Gotch was pretty good. Ace Austin, ABC, and Chris Young Vets was pretty good. Both That'd were kind of disappointing in different best, ways. Dis- I can't say I was disappointed by Simon Gotch. That's fair. Uh, he he met my World, expectations. Teenage <laughs> World Title No Surrender Rules match. Uh, I thought that match stunk. Yeah. Holy stunk. I went on that match. You'll be shocked to learn. One and a half. One and a half. I hated that match. I I went. I was worse on that match. Then the knockouts tag team title match. That's how bad I hated this match. Holy hell. And yeah, people, I need you to understand. Ryan was not okay during that match. <laughs> the, knockouts t- the knockouts tag titles, he was not okay. He was questioning Masha Slamovich. And then I was like, no, no, let me talk you off the bridge here before you say this take. I don't want you to say it. I don't want you to say a lot because it's not her fault. It's just your least favorite wrestler in the world. It's just she's not Masha is just not a tag team wrestler. No, that's that's what I'm getting from here. And and Killer Kelly is has her say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that match stunk. But at least Masha got the win, I guess. Uh, and she did a lot more wrestling because I hated their previous match more because it was mostly Killer Kelly. Whereas this match was mostly mostly Masha, so I it was helped. Um, but the world title no surrender rules match sucked. It was literally just like Moose Alex Shelley doing like, you know, lo- like your basic ass WWE basic ass hardcore wrestling, and then the entire time this is the exact inverse of how I felt about the Rev Pro Amira main event with the towel stuff. The entire time the whole match is focused on Kevin Knight and Kushida and Brian Myers and Eddie Edwards potentially throwing in the towels at the basic-ass spots. And then at one point, you have Kevin Knight attacking Eddie Edwards and Brian Myers uh, in defense of somebody. They weren't attacking Alex Shelley at all, but in some reason, they they went to the defense. And then I sat here thinking, why did you attack them? That's the only way where Moose can lose by them throwing in the towel. So by attacking them, you've given Moose no way of losing the match. It doesn't make any sense. The stipulation was incredibly stupid, um, and it was the worst shit I I think I saw all weekend. I think it's totally plausible that that's probably the worst shit I saw all weekend. And I watched New Beginning and Sapporo night one, baby. Uh, it's definitely not the worst. Uh, show versus El Desperado 
got a point five stars. Oh Jesus, <laughs> Jesus! Like deplorable match. Uh, I didn't hate this as much, but I just I also hated the towel thing. Yeah, um, love. It, it, it took the. Fo- it was like an I quit match in terms of like nothing matters until like the I quit stuff is happening. You know. Yeah. But instead, yeah. it was instead of focusing still on the wrestlers. Now that focuses on four guys on the outside. Yeah. Brian Myers is face of I'm going to throw in the towel. They made the right decision not to have this in the main event. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they mm-hmm. knew. Um, I also give credit to Jordan Grace. I think she's excellent now. She in the past yeah. year, I think she's gone from pretty good to great. I think in a weird way, the Royal Rumble gave her a lot more confidence too. Also true. Because she was, because everyone walked away being like, I think I think Jordan Grace was the best part of that match. She was, yeah. Besides uh, the Jade thing, yeah. And I and I think that's you know totally commendable for her because she was great in that match and she was really good. She was up until the main event. I was like, she's easily the best match on the card. Yeah. Easily, uh, Mustafa Ali rocks. By the way, mm-hmm. I really, I'm. Th- this was the first like normal match I've seen of his. I've seen, I saw like a GCW match, which. And then a fatal four way, which was pretty good. But this was the first like true match I saw of his. I thought he did great. Yeah, I think I, I agree. This was his best match that I have seen post WWE. The flip off of the uh, top, like the top rope to the floor, that was absurd. Fluid is all hell too. Yeah, like no one jumps human. up to the top rope and then he just jumps out around over him into a power bomb. No human should. To be able to do that but uh yeah uh tna is not great <laughs> no tna is not great uh other news from tna is we found out that scott the tried to purchase it for 10 million dollars um before he got who fired. would say no to that i'd be like yeah here you go <laughs> well what's interesting to me is that like That's a does, lot of money for tna does anthem anthem think well, I guess they know because they know how much it would be worth. That TNA is worth more than that? Is that the idea? Or are they just like there's a reason they're keeping them and they didn't sell them for 10 million, right? How much do they get like, TNA for? Uh ooh, that's a good question. Anthem five dollars impact wrestling. Let's see if we can find that. Um they got a majority stake. I don't know if that's at all public, but I'll see if I can find something about that. Five dollars on a hot dog. Undisclosed amount in 2017, so we do not know. Um, but yeah, man, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. TNA is in an interesting spot. The next show is Sacrifice, March 8th. Uh, that was a where, great match on it. Well, the only match right now that I'm looking at is Eric Young versus Moose. So, what are you talking well, about? Well, we're getting Nick Nemeth versus Steve Macklin for oh, the you're IWGP right. global heavyweight title. You're right. That was the spoiler, and that's, that's probably the main match. event, by the way, as it should be. Sorry, in Moose. What world, in what world do I want to see Moose versus Eric Young in the main event? That's a great point. That's a great point. Um, Who's Jordan Grace going to face? Oh, Jordan Grace is facing Tasha Steeles and Zaya Brookside. Fine. All right. <laughs> not. A, I mean, the women's division TNA Ooh. is not as depth-heavy as you think it is. Okay, you know, beyond Giselle Shaw, it's like, all right, who else is there? Who else do we I got? Need, I need to make a joke. Who would have thought Zaya Brookside would have got a world title match before Mariah May? Crazy world. <laughs> um, and that's TNA Surrender. I got really no other thoughts on this show. I didn't really think 
it, it dragged at parts. I kind of wish I didn't watch it. Yeah, I I, I also kind of wish that I you know it. I've only wanted to talk about it just because I want to see if we get any different ideas in a post Scott Demore world. And honestly, the only idea I got is uh, they don't care about moose. <laughs> I don't care about moose. Yeah. Do you care um, about moose? No. I, I really did not watch the show and see any difference between this and a Scott Demore produced show. No. Yeah. No. Maybe there were subtleties, but I think it's awesome that Nick Nemeth wasn't on the first pay per view since joining the company or whatever. <laughs> That's the most oh. man, baby. He instead did butt stuff with Ryuki Ryuki Taguchi, and I think that's real. Uh, other TNA news here, obviously, is that uh, there was a weird exercising of contracts for Josh Alexander. Uh, they originally tweeted out something that Josh Alexander resigns of TNA. But instead, they changed the deleted the tweet and changed it to TNA uh, extended uh, exercise their contract option for Josh Alexander, whatever the tweet was. Oh, this guy is gone in a year. <laughs> yeah. He obviously he was teasing the idea of leaving, and he ended up not leaving, obviously, because of this contract option. He was hoping it wouldn't get picked up. I look forward to him being in the G1. Oh, I hope. I hope, baby. I think he's going to be in the G1 because I think we have gotten to the point now where they're going to try to make him happy. And they should. <laughs> they should if they're going to want to try to keep him next year. Yeah. What's also interesting is that, you know, there are other podcasts that like are really talking about the idea of TNA losing money and that this is a, an option. They had an option to let go Josh Alexander and this idea of they see value in them. I don't really know fully if TNA is like losing money or if rather they're just making enough money for T- Anthem to be happy. You know, I, I, they're certainly not making money. Yeah, they're not making money and they're not growing. But I don't know for certain if they're losing money because why would Anthem miss like skip out on ten million dollars and stop losing money and then also repick up Josh Alexander, um, a guy that's certainly the most probably the most expensive contract on this roster. Yeah, yeah. You know? Well, yeah. Makes yeah, you it, think. It makes you think. I guess. Uh, we'll close out our show here. AEW Revolution. Uh, we'll do a little preview here. We'll talk about the show next week, of course. Uh, as I, are we doing the um, the, uh, the 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 uh, post show uh, conversation podcast? Well, uh, well, if we don't, we're gonna wait an entire week to. So yeah, it's <laughs> probably. Uh, so yeah. So then, post Sunday next week, we will do the live reaction, immediate live reaction. Uh, to um, AEW Revolution. Well, and we'll we'll stream it on YouTube, I think, as well. Uh, oh yeah, stream, we're gonna try something new. We're gonna stream it on Streamyard here, um, so that you can watch it, and it'll be and it'll be uploaded as well, like you know, as a podcast episode as well the next day as well. I keep saying as well. I need to stop. AEW Revolution, Greensboro, North Carolina. Uh, I gotta look up the wrestle tick to see how much, but they've sold a, a crap ton of tickets. Scotty, you have a question. Yeah, can I can I give how I feel about this show? Uh, sure, sure, sure. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. I think this is the best AEW pay-per-view card on paper ever. Can I give you uh, my thoughts on the show so far? Like, this is more like a vibe check about how I feel about the show. I know, what my, I know, what button you're pressing. Uh, 
that's just sort of a vibe check on how I'm feeling. <laughs> Let's go, baby. Money. Well, no, that's big business. That's how I feel. About I, I, I just needed to get one in. I, we haven't had one today. I need to get one in. I'm scrolling through Wrestle Ticks right now. Big business currently sold 6,400 as of 19 hours ago. That elevated uh, usage was good, by the way. Ooh, by the way, going back to Elimination Chamber, according to Wrestle Ticks, they sold 48,000 tickets and they announced 52,000. Uh, interesting, interesting, interesting. <laughs> um, AW Revolution as of February 23rd uh sold 16,000 tickets uh pretty much a near sellout for their current setup uh 16,000 kept changing by the yes. way yes yes like kept opening and opening and opening uh which they'll probably open a little bit more to by time this, by time next week this show is going to be fantastic like this is the most excited I've ever been for an AEW pay-per-view. Ever. Yeah. I think every... Am I super excited about every single match on the show? No. Yeah. Probably like 90%. But do I think every match on the show has a well-booked storyline that I'm into? Yes. For the most part, yeah. For the most part, pretty much, yeah. Meet Mayhem doesn't count. Madness. Madness. Meet Madness. Yeah, Mr. Well, it should, if it was Meet Mayhem, then that would be Wardlow's match to win. Mr. Mayhem over here. Yeah. Um, um, let's, go, let's go through the card here. Uh, Meet Madness it. is a triple threat. Lance Archer, Powerhouse Hobbs, and Wardlow. Um, you, know how, you know what would make this match really good? Uh, more uh, more Meet? Less Wardlow. More Miro. Now we're talking, baby. Oh, my God. I've given up on that guy. Let's just <laughs> let him go. Let him go. I like how this is a four-way. He didn't even have to take the pin. <laughs> Still didn't show up. <laughs> what a what a joke. Uh, I'm happy Lance Archer's getting a spot. I like Lance Archer. Yeah. Uh this should be fun. Um, I would put it on the pre-show. Yeah, I could well, I don't know if they're gonna put it on the pre-show because they're I think the, the idea here is Wardlow pinning Lance Archer so that we can set up him challenging Samoa Joe officially. Were those not good? You're saying that about Mr. Well, he got a great promo. He's, he's got promo skills, apparently. But I get what you're meaning. Powerhouse, Powerhouse Hobbs is good. Lance Archer is great. Powerhouse Hobbs is very good. Lance Archer is very, very good. Half of this match, two-thirds of this match is really good. I mean, if they just run into each other, the match can't be bad. That's fair. And that's what I'm expecting from Meat Madness, to be fair. Um, tag team match Cash Wheeler and Jax Harwood versus Claudio Casagnoli and John Moxley. Man, this just it's just this is this is an embarrassment of riches for this show. <laughs> and we're on the second match, <laughs> they were just like, Yeah, let's do this again. Yeah, they did a, obviously a time limit draw on this past dynamite. Uh, and it's interesting to me that right now it's just a tag team match with presumably another time limit to it. Didn't they talk about it being a street fight? I thought they did too. Uh, but there's no stipulation according to cage match here listed. Maybe they'll do it after the Dynamite Trios match. They'll agree. That would be my uh, speculation. Which looks great, Yeah. by the way. Um, That's my speculation, is that something, some sort of stipulation be added. It's a stipulation-less show here, other than the main event, I guess. One, uh, two, three, 
four, five, six. This is probably the, the seventh most, you know, eighth or seventh most highly anticipated match for me on the card. Yeah. Which is insane. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good match. Uh, AWTNT title match. Christian Cage defends against Daniel Garcia. Give me, give me, the, give me the damn mic. Give me the mic. <laughs> give me the mic. AW. AW. Listen to me right now. You messed up two years ago. You screwed up. 2022 should have been Daniel Garcia's moment. He was incredible. And then you just did nothing with him. You let Chris Jericho continue booking him. And how'd that go? Bad. So bad, he disappeared in 2023. I don't have this anymore. No, no. He is red hot. Isn't his nickname Red Death? Yes. His, his Red Death is red hot. Again, do not mess this up. Have him be Christian Cage. Adam Copeland and Christian Cage can last without the title. Daniel Garcia needs to win. I rest my case. Go oh, fuck yourself. I don't mess this up, please. Yeah. Uh, there's the whole Adam Copeland of it all, which is interesting. Obviously, they written him off. But there, that aspect of him and Christian is very interesting. I agree. I love for them to put the title on Daniel Garcia because then, then you can have a situation where Copeland and, and Christian are chasing Garcia, and I think that's a really fun spot for them to be in and for Garcia to be in. Um, do I see it happening? Am I fully convinced that Garcia is winning the title? I don't know. But I will say a thing that helps them <clears throat> – is that I think Christian Cage is still very good, but I don't think he is as hot as he once was. No, that's what happens when you have to make me watch the Wayne. <laughs> and I think that putting it on Daniel Garcia could mess things up and, and give Christian Cage something new uh, that could spice him up and make him a little hotter again. Um, so Man, I need him to win. Mm-hmm. This could be my favorite part of the entire show if he won. I agree. He's that good right now. I agree. I Danny agree. G, baby. Let's go. Danny G. Singles match. Not much we can talk about here. Will Ospreay versus Takeshita. I mean, I mean, I mean. If it's not the match of the night, it's because Sting's retirement match was incredible. Yeah. Or even the world title match. It's potentially. Or the world title match. Yeah. Uh, or Eddie and Brian Daniels. Never mind. I don't know why. That I acted like that. <laughs> you forgot what this um, card was. I, I keep forgetting Eddie and Dan. This is happening. Um, I don't know if, if it's not the match of the night, it's because everything else is great. Like, I don't know what yeah, uh, Osprey's official, like, it's not his debut, but it is. It's it's emergence, it's his AEW as a member in ring debut, you know, like he is now a roster member. He's fighting Kanosuke Takeshita, who rocks. Don Callis family members explode? Question Don Callis, keep your ass away from the ring. He's be going to be calm. there. He, keep him on commentary. He will. He will probably be That's fine. That's fine. Just let these two do what they do. You know, let's let them wrestle. Because mm-hmm. if you let them wrestle, it's going to be phenomenal. Yeah, I think it will. 
I think give him twenty minutes and don't look back. It's Will Ospreay, right? And it's yeah. How many times have we said in the past couple years that Will Ospreay wrestling any bad wrestler still elevates to at minimum a four stars match? We I just talked about that like five minutes, like twenty minutes ago. How dare you? You set it up. I, I had to. I had to do it. Uh, but he's not wrestling a bad wrestler here. That's the fun part. He's wrestling Kanosuke Takeshita, who I argue is one of the best in the world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Man, this should be great. AEW Continental Title Match: Eddie Kingston versus Brian Danielson. Man, <laughs> set up really well. I've loved yeah. this feud of like a matter of respect. I think Eddie. Added a stipulation. I don't remember if Brian accepted, but probably of like, if I win, you have to shake my hand. This whole thing of respect that Brian doesn't respect Eddie Kingston, that they like Eddie Kingston's leaving for a match. Brian just comes out and just ignores him. Oh, Brian Keith versus Eddie Kingston. Eddie Kingston gets the win, but Brian Keith is signed. Danielson comes out and just kind of takes the shine away from everybody, but raises Keith's hand, ignoring Eddie Kingston completely. And then last night, of course, you had Jun Nakayama, uh, uh, Eddie Kingston's hero uh, battling Brian Danielson and uh, spoilers, I guess uh, post matches, uh, Brian Danielson kicks him in the balls and Eddie Kingston attacks uh, Brian Danielson. Um, and then on top of that, you have Brian Danielson end fighting through all of these sort of legends, these like triple crown or like, you know, guys, obviously this is Zack Sabre Jr. But also you had Junakiyama, Yuji Nagata. He's fighting through these sort of triple crown guys of the past. Um, to face Eddie Kingston, so the current sick. modern day triple crown holder. It's right there, it's folks. Google so it. Sick. If they brought okay. Kento Miyahara in, I would have lost my mind. They should have brought Kojima in. That that would have been good. He, he would have been. No, that would have made sense. Yeah. That would have made a lot of sense. Ooh, that would have been really good. Um, He's the MLW world champion, though. So <sighs> The MLW. He, he's not going to job out for nobody. He's MLW no, strong, baby. No, no, no. Uh, this match, oh my god, it's gonna, it's gonna be so good. They don't miss, like these two don't miss. That's the thing. They are what three for three so far, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. So, and this is now their biggest match they've had together. Mm-hmm. It's going to be fantastic. Eddie's been on fire since the classic. Danielson's Danielson. It, it it's so good. I think Eddie should win, um, because it is about the respect part. But I also would never be upset if Danielson got a title run. So, do you think I would love to? I'm just looking through like old uh, Triple Crown champions. Obviously, I see there's Kojima. There he is. Um, Kojima. Like, who would have Who would have loved for them to bring in for uh, an AEW Collision match against Danielson? Goshiyazaki? Ooh. Suwama. Suwama? <laughs> Jake Lee? <laughs> oh, rather. Uh, never mind. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, never mind. Uh, yeah, no, this match is great. Uh, Eddie Kingston and Brian Jason are like two of the best wrestlers right now in AEW, and they're on top of the world right now. And <laughs> Brian Jason is one of the best wrestlers in AEW. Eddie Kingston's in his best period of wrestling ever. <laughs> This is probably the closest I've ever been to being a freakazoid. Yeah, baby. Is is this show? Yeah. Like the the build to this show has been spectacular. That's probably what like not only are these matches great on paper, mm-hmm. they've all been built. 
Yes. And they've announced stuff for weeks in advance. So we that have a never happens. <laughs> they never happen. Everything about this has been built so well and so properly over the course of like the past two, three months, maybe longer. Do you uh, see what happens when we get rid of MJF? The, <laughs> the least built match on this card. Well, is probably Meat Madness, but also well, like that. but also like Takeshita Osprey. Yeah, is probably least built. Wow, that's tough. Yeah, it's probably probably Takeshita and Osprey because they have never like been in a ring. Really it was helped. just like, hey, we announced this thing. They were like, we're just going to do this because we can. Yeah, <laughs> Wardlow and Hobbs have obviously been having. This was matches. the ultimate Tony Khan be like, I have a Osprey now. Yeah, who cares? <laughs> Damn. Eddie Kingston dancing. Good stuff. Do you think Will Ospreay is Tony Khan's favorite wrestler? I do. Right now? Probably. Yes. And I think, like, watching him at that Rev Pro show, like, start nearly crying for the guy Mm -hmm. was very funny. He was like, you're mine now, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) Just thinking to himself, God damn. I won. AEW Women's World Title Match, Tony Storm versus Deanna Perrazzo. And now... I'm not fully into this match because mostly the Tony Storm timeless gimmick. Uh, but again, I think this match has been well built. We established the connection between these two wrestlers via a tattoo on both of the legs. Tony Storm altered said tattoo. They faced each other. They had a little bit of that disrespect. Brian Danielson, Eddie Kingston entrance interruption stuff. Um, uh, they faced, uh, they looked at each other while one screen was in color. One screen was in black and white. Uh, so that's part of it. Um, so yeah, uh, this match, I'm not fully into it as opposed to the other ones, mostly because of timeless Tony storm, but it has been well built and I will give it that. Tell me when I'm telling lies. Is that about me or is that what I'm saying? No, you were right. Yeah, you were absolutely right. Um, I'm not going to like, there's so often we get pay-per-view matches where it's just like, and these two are wrestling. Yeah, and it's a title match here. It's like, oh, they, it's been properly built. So they put it. proper build. I think Deanna's been very good since she's come over. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, all that matters about this match is money. You're just holding the belt. <laughs> and listen, listen, the listen. bar is about to be raised. Mm-hmm. They're weeks away from the bar being raised. Sheamus is coming in. So I saw someone pitch uh, when Danielson retires, they should have Sheamus join the BCC to replace him. I was like, that is incredible. Um, I'm by me. <laughs> uh, oh man, uh, the bar that would save tag team wrestling. Um, anyways, I'm I'm lost. Oh, so the these two have told a good story. And I think if we can just like forget the character work, they can have a good match. I know they can have a good match. Mm-hmm. Good, like, you know, I'm not the biggest Tony storm fan, but I know when she's normal, she can have a good match. Yeah. And I know Deanna can, cause I've seen her do it. Yeah. We, we praised her and Jordan big time last year. Yeah. They were great. And I, I, I think they can have that type of match. I, I, I'm not sure if they will, because again, I'm not sure what Tony we're getting. Yeah. But she's at least gotten closer and closer to her actual wrestling form yep. rather than the original. So I'm, I'm, a, I'm hopeful. But in the end, it's all about Mercedes Monet. You're just holding the belt for her. 
Bye bye. See you later. Goodbye. Tony's gonna win because Tony yeah. versus Mercedes is the bigger match. Um, but I hope I hope it over delivers because my expectations are very low because of the Tony stuff. I agree. There is an aspect, and part of my hope here as well is that there's an aspect of the match of Diana potentially pulling out the old Tony Storm out of the timeless gimmick because yeah. of like the, our our history and friendship, and this is not who you are, Kurt. This is not how I know you. So yeah. for the match to be good, Tony needs to become the Tony Storm of old, not mm. the timeless one. So that's kind of what I'm putting onto the match, and what I think is tr- certainly plausible. That's the hope for me. Uh, for this man, they should have Tony be Mariah May. Yeah, I, I would just like if Mariah May and Deanna were doing it because I think Mariah's been great. Uh, yeah, but you know, I, I have good like I my expectations are low, but I have hope. That makes sense. Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't do like a Deanna versus Mariah May match here yet. Like, yeah, I guess they don't want Mariah to lose, but I would have I would have done that. I think it would have been a good curveball to all this. Yeah. Uh, AW International title match, Orange Cassidy versus Roderick Strong. Uh, I don't necessarily, I think, you know, in terms of like built stories, I think this might be the weakest built just because the first match announced for the show. I know. I think it's because it was, it was the first match announced, but also the kingdom stuff has gotten so bad. I don't necessarily want to say bad per se, but just so. I fast forward through it all. Yeah, th- there's just nothing to it. There's just it's just kind of boring about everything. Um, and Orange Cassidy has either been putting in great work in, against guys like Matt Taven or putting in fine whatever work against guys like Mike Bennett in a weird way. So it, I'm not fully interested in this match, but it's also Roddy Strong. And if this guy's coming to play, baby, then I'm into it. I think, it. That's, I that's think he's coming to play. That's the thing. I think he's coming to play. He's, he's got to come to play, and I think he's got to win, too. He has to win. He has to win. One, because I'm so tired of Orange Cassidy. Two, Roddy needs it. And I, I would argue the Undisputed Kingdom needs it. Mm-hmm. Like, they need a they need a champion. And I think I think... From the things I've seen from Roddy since like getting rid of the neck brace and all that garbage, he's been good. Yeah. He just had they haven't put him in a premiere match. This is the this is the premiere match. What does Roddy bring to the table? I know Roddy's still great. Him and Chris Jericho had the most random great match last year on Dynamite. Mm-hmm. So I, while the the build hasn't been good, the match should be. And it needs to end with Roddy winning. Now I will say, you know, they they could they could it could be saved for big business, but you know, if you if you are signing Okada, this is the spot where probably Okada could uh, show up, saving Chaos faction member. He's got no one else on his side. Roddy wins, and the Kingdom beats him down. Who makes the save? Because there's Okada. That would be such a deflating way to debut. <laughs> To say I, I, I pitched this before. If Okada goes no. to AEW, I fully see a reality where Okada and Orange Cassidy are like tag team champions. I expect him to be a trios champion by the end of the year. So you're not you're not crazy. Yeah. Uh, an interesting one here. AEW world title match. The three-way. Maybe. Uh, Samoa Joe defending against Adam Page and Swerve Strickland. So as of right now, the match is the three-way. But this past Dynamite, we saw Adam Page 
have an injury. Turns out that supposedly that's a fake injury. That was part of the story. I think the idea here is that, you know, either he didn't want to take the pin from Samoa Joe. So he faked an injury and, and yada, yada, yada. Um, or apparently there might also be something personal happening in Adam Page's life that he suddenly all of a sudden can't go to the pay-per-view. Don't know what that is. Something super personal that people don't want to discuss. I'm not going to, we're not going to speculate here, but obviously it's something that has come up very sudden that he feels a need to potentially pull from this match. Um, so know. whatever it is, it's important to him. Yeah. Uh, so this match is either going to be a three way if Paige is still in, or somehow this week we're going to write Paige out of the match and it's going to be Swerve versus Samoa Joe. Yep. It's. It's the toughest match to call because I'm going to pr- approach this as if it's still a three-way. I think that's fair. I think that's um, fair. That is like the perfect way to keep Swerve from winning this belt. Right? Because Hangman and him can cost each other the match. Samoa Joe swoops in and wins. If it's Samoa Joe versus Swerve, I don't know how you have Swerve lose straight up. I just don't like he. Yeah, he's so he's so over. People want to see him as champion. Are it's almost like it? if Swerve and Samoa Joe is just the match, then Swerve should win. Yeah, and, like, and just yeah. write off whatever story that you're going to have for the next yeah. several months, and just have Swerve win and start that. Yeah, because I don't want Samoa Joe to lose, but I, I don't want Swerve to lose clean. Yeah, that makes sense. It. Mm-hmm. They're in a great spot where they have two people that should be world champion. Right? Like, that's a good thing, but it's also a bad thing. And I don't know how they're going to work their way around. I think the match is going to be phenomenal. I can also make the argument that Paige could be world champion, too. He's been doing great stuff. Absolutely. If if Hangman left this show as world champion, I wouldn't question it all. Almost, it would almost be the most interesting <laughs> spot to go because of, like, where you go from there story-wise. Um Oh, man, it's gonna be a great match. No matter if it's the singles or three way, it's gonna be a great match. Yeah, I fully agree. I am. This should be a great match. Adam Page, if he's in it, the whole idea I think is that Swerve does something that ends up potentially winning the match here, but Adam Page stops him from winning it. Uh, Samoa Joe, I think, is retaining because, like I said, I think it's gonna be Wardlow versus Samoa Joe on TV. Maybe big business. Samoa Joe versus Wardlow. Oof. Boof. Um, so good luck seeing that live. Uh <laughs> I haven't got tickets yet. <laughs> um if Paige is not in it, it's to, all of this is still gonna be very good matches. It's just I don't know. I it's very apparent also in in Swerve's booking that Tony Khan doesn't want him to lose. Yeah. You know, we saw that with the Continental Classic going into a three-way where it would have made more sense to just be singles. Um he obviously doesn't want Swerve to lose because he's building momentum, but he doesn't want him to have the title yet. So if Paige's not in, that's what I mean. Like, there's an argument to have of just like let's just shelve everything and just do Swerve. Yeah, yeah, so. it's tough. It's tough, but that's the excitement of the match itself. Yeah, it ultimately we we can't properly preview because we don't know what's happening with Paige. It we literally it could be anything. He's either in it or not. No one knows right now. We'll find out on Wednesday. Uh, main event, AEW World Tag Team Title Match in a Tornado Match. It better be the main event. 
Darby Allen and Sting defending their titles against Matthew and Nicholas Jackson, the Young Bucks, in the main event in front of 16,000 strong. Probably a bunch of walk-ups too. Maybe 17,000 if they can stretch it. Um, what are your thoughts on the main event of this AEW Revolution pay-per-view? This is like basically the first kind, not the first match announced, but Sting's last match, his retirement match, going in as champion. Does he go out as champion? Okada style. No. <laughs> I'll just start there. No. Uh, I think everything about this match, the build, the anticipation, and the ultimate execution is going to be perfect. Like, you couldn't have a better... Unless you're Keiji Muto, you couldn't have a better retirement story for someone. Like, Tony Khan and AEW have done everything in their power to make this perfect, right? They've Greensboro, sold-out arena, long-time building of this is going to be his last match. Like, we are telling you right now, this is it. And making him a champion, and that incredible promo this week. Like the Sting promo this week was so real, and obviously, because there's real life events in it, mm-hmm. but it was just so good. And on the other side of the ring are these absolute dickheads <laughs> <laughs> that you want to see Sting beat their ass one more time. And also not just the dickheads, but potentially, uh, I think from this past Dynamite, potentially Ric Flair as well. Yeah, I don't like that, but, you know, I can ignore that. Um, it's a nice nice little aspect to it, I think. I think yeah, yeah. I, I, if, I, if I look at it just wrestling, yes, I agree. Yeah. Um, it's perfect. It needs to main event. Nothing's going to be able to follow this. Uh, like mm-hmm. that's that's my you can't have anything follow retirement like this. This is one of the most legendary professional wrestlers ever retiring. This isn't right. This isn't just like anyone. This is Sting. Sting's yep. done after this. 1985. He's been wrestling for 38 years. 38 years. He had he was a, a pr- essentially forced to retire at one point he got to come back have this great great run and now it's this is it want to know how good this AEW run has been a a constant thing that dave Meltzer, the wrestling observer had about the hall of fame was that sting got into the hall of fame like the weakest case that was always the argument that his case like he was like always a good wrestler but he never was like a big kind of draw or anything like that he doesn't use that comparison anymore of Sting. He's like, since a- the AEW case has really bolstered his Hall of Fame career, it's like, oh, no, he's fine. He's great. He's always great. Sting was always in Hall of Famer, in my opinion, but I, I get where he was going from now. Now it's undeniable. Yeah. And it, now it, he's it, selling it, out one big venue. And Dave says, like, it's undeniable now that, like, his, his this last leg of his career of AEW has, like, made it, like, oh, yeah, undoubtedly. Of course. He's so great. He's been so good at 60-plus years old. It's insane to watch. I think the emotion of the retirement and it ending and everything that goes into that is going to make this such a great match. Like, 
I will be shocked if this isn't the tag team match of the year when it's over. I think that's certainly plausible. Like, like the wrestling, it the wrestling almost doesn't matter. It's the story. Mm-hmm. Sting's last stand. Sting try, you know, these two guys beat up his children. Beat yeah. him up like it is bloody to a pulp. It's it's just so good and. I know some people were debating tornado tag versus regular tag because like all oh, the, the hot tag for sting, like that would have been incredible. Sting has not missed on a tornado tag match. Like this is, this is his bag, you know, and you may not get the hot tag, but you're going to get the hot comeback of sting one more time. Last time ever. That's going to do it. That's like, that's everything. Yes. The, ah, and, oh my God. It's going to be so good. I'm so excited thinking about this match. Where How does Sting lose? <sighs> Is Ric Flair involved? The Young Bucks just put him out with the EVP trigger. Does he take a Tony Khan driver or whatever? <sighs> or does Darby do some sort of swerve? I, I can like, see I there be this great moment in this match where Darby essentially gives himself up mm. to save Sting and the and they just destroy Darby, right? Yeah. And then they're like, nah, that's not enough. And then they go after Sting, and then Sting probably loses from an EVP trigger. Um because part of the whole concept of the Young Bucks is they, they don't like these like old legends yeah. being in the locker room. Sting has to go out on his back here. Yeah, he's going out on his back. That's that's the reason he's undefeated. Yeah. He's going out on his back. Uh, pinning Darby would not get the point across. And where's all the hate right now of Sting's not putting over the next young generation of talent and losing to already made guys? What are we doing here? Where's where's all the hubbub right now? He's Sting. <laughs> there you go. He's, he's also he's uh, not young enough to like wrestle a bunch of young guys, probably. Oh no, uh, no, no, no. Yeah, I think ultimately it's just uh, he's going down on his back. I think it's sort of that like steel cage Osprey like Akira moment where it's like like Darby is not going to to stop. But Sting's gonna be like, it's fine, you know, it, it's it's okay, yeah. and then and then he goes out. It's ah, uh, you said it's, it's okay, like when uh, never mind. I'm thinking of uh, End Game when um, Natasha's like, it's okay to Hawkeye and ah mm-hmm. oh, man, oh <laughs> <laughs> that's that's rough. <laughs> to me, to me. It, the the end of this match is Sting telling Darby that it's all right. I'm 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 done. I finished, and then he loses, and and Darby like you know sort of allows it that way because that's yeah. Sting going out on his terms properly. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be special. It's it's gonna deliver. It's gonna be this whole show, man. It they they knew this was a big house. They knew this was a show they needed to go all in on, and no pun intended, they did. I agree. AEW Revolution next Sunday, uh, March, whatever it is, uh, March 3rd, 2nd, 3rd, I think. 3rd, 3rd. Um, March 3rd uh, in North Carolina, 16,000, maybe 17,000. That'd be impressive. Um, should be a great show. We'll get into it. And obviously, post match, we'll do a live instant reaction to uh, AEW Revolution uh, streamed on YouTube. So if you want to check that out, 
Make sure you subscribe. If you want to watch it live with us, make sure you subscribe to uh, youtube.com slash at countout. Um, that is where you'll find us on YouTube. That's if you're watching us now, then you're already there. Subscribe, hit the hit the button, hit the bell, whatever the hell. Um, hit the bell. Yeah, right. Bring uh, the um, uh, I think that's, that's it. it. I think all, everything on the board here. I've been going three basically hours. for three hours, so you're welcome, folks. Um, but I think it was a really great show. I think we had a lot of different conversations because this show is more about like the weirdly state of wrestling right now in so many of these companies uh, than anything else. So let's close up shop here talking about our matches of the week. I'll kick it off Ooh. here. <laughs> I, there's so much wrestling I, we watched and talk about, but I'm going to mention uh, Fantastic Mania Night 6 from last week I watched this week. Rocky Romero versus Volador Jr. In the, was a uh, four-star match for my book. Um, I thought it was a great match between Rocky and Volador. Um, I, I'll be honest, I don't remember anything from it because I've watched, I don't know, 30, 40 matches since then. But I do yeah. know that it was a great match, and Rocky Romero and Volador Jr. Uh, have done it again and just become uh, great wrestlers. You know, And also, that was the match where Volador Jr., after the match, uh, uh indentured servitude his son to uh the uh japan dojo uh for new japan so <laughs> good stuff there as well what was your match of the week scotty um i'm gonna go old because i think we talked about everything i watched this week and nothing really jumped out anyways um i watched my time versus kagetsu from 2018 but that was i knew that was great i rewatched it so it wasn't even that big of a deal but it's a fantastic match uh it's post Io Shirai leaving, so it's like a very important match for Stardom to like reestablish where they're going moving forward. Uh, fantastic title match. So that's probably mine because, like I said, not a great week outside of CMLL, but that was Monday. Was that Monday? Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. Was Fantastic Mania on Monday? Uh, Sunday and Monday, yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, all right. I'm going to give you two because I do have a current match. I'm sorry. Uh, Mascord Dura versus Stuka Jr. I thought that was fantastic. Love that match. Main event of the whole tour. Oh, I thought it was so good. So good. Dorado's the man. Stuka Jr. was great. Yeah, that's probably that's probably the one, then. Uh, yeah, I haven't gotten to night seven yet, but I'm, I'm excited, too. I was just inundated with wrestling, uh, which is always a good thing. But Jesus Christ, there was so much. <laughs> so much. Massive weekend. And of we course, next week, there's another thing we'll talk about next week. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, next week, I don't even know what we're going to be doing uh, next week. Uh, next week, we're not talking about AEW Revolution. Uh, I'll talk about whatever happened with Hard Times or whatever I watched about. Um, previewing anniversary, 52nd anniversary. Previewing the Cup, New Japan Cup will probably be announced. Those brackets probably be announced this Ooh. week. There we go. Uh, so we'll talk about that. Previewing Stardom Cinderella Tournament. Maybe those that brackets should be, that, be that should be out this week. Yeah. Uh, and Teenage Sacrifice, so. whatever happens of that too, I guess we'll preview. Um, a lot more previews, I guess, basically next week. That's cool with me. Uh, sorry we didn't get to a lot of questions this week. Uh, we had a three-hour show for a show that's normally two. So we had a lot of stuff to get to. So I think we would have gotten more in-depth and more things, but I did my best to keep us moving, and I went an hour over so uh 
it is what it is, folks. So I apologize. We'll probably be better about that. Hopefully be better about that next week. But we had a billion things to talk about. So what do you want me to do? <laughs> I can't, I can't, I can't, I, I don't know. I want to give more. I don't want to give pithy thoughts to big topics. You if, know? if you have more questions, always come back next week. I'll be happy. Yeah. If you, if you leave questions, come back next week or leave them in the YouTube chat uh, for sure, because it will be saved there. Uh, yeah. YouTube ca- comments, because it'll be saved we'll there. Hold on to them. Um, so yeah, that's it for this week's episode of Ring Post Radio. I've been Ryan. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryan Nightsey. Scotty has been at Scott E Wrestling on Twitter. Um, follow the whole network at Countout Pod. Um, uh, Okada Shorts put out a new podcast. Okada Shorts, by the way, rebranding as the Ichiban Sweetcast. Uh, that we're doing a so- sort of soft rebrand launch for them, the Ichiban Sweetcast. So uh, check out their kind of first kind of episode uh, of under that title. Uh, we talk about the main event, the War Dogs Chamber match. Um, and we have Your Dose of Death. We have Stardom Road, I believe, is putting out an episode this Tuesday. I believe, Scotty. Yes. We will have episode three of the DDM series out. Um, the finale, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, the I, finale of the series. And then we have no idea after because Trent's currently in Japan. So, oh, God, what is, what is he doing over there? Watching wrestling uh, or something? Yes. <laughs> that's exactly yeah. what he's doing uh he's having a good time but uh i gotta we'll come up with something but yeah episode three out on tuesday check yes. it out check that out when it drops on your podcast feed of course you can subscribe to the stardom road or any of their individual feeds or the count out wrestling podcast network podcast feed to get all the shows um i've been ryan that's been scotty i guess we'll be back not i guess we will be back next week for an all-new episode of Ring Post Radio. So until then, goodbye, everybody. This has been a Count Out Podcast. Hi, guys. This is Lauren. This is Michael. And this is Your Dose of Death Podcast. If you're genuinely curious about the world of deathmatch wrestling, look no further as me and Mike have you covered on all things in the world of deathmatch wrestling, whether it's interviews show reviews or everything in between we have you covered on all things deathmatch wrestling whether it's past present or future and you're probably wondering where you can go support us you can find your dose of death podcast on all major podcast platforms especially along with the count out network of podcasts and also you can support us on the count out patreon as we have exclusive content only on the patreon for all of our listeners We hope that you go listen to Your Dose of Death podcast very soon. See you at the shows.